This episode brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code MARVEL at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Hello, Marvelites! Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 204. I'm Gandalf. I was just trying something. When did we get that drum? Was that a drum or was that a wand or what was it? Wow, was that that was in the budget? Yeah, I mean, guys, we have a full drum machine now here in the Marvel This Week in Marvel Studios. That's what the Squarespace sponsorship has brought us. Thank you, Squarespace, and a drum machine. Gandalf did a flyby. Yep. The drum machine's in effect. Oh, I'm we back. A, Hello. Oh, hey, Gandalf. Uh, we have a new intern who's giggling in the background. That, uh, did Squarespace pay for him, too? Uh, no. No. No, that's <laughs> That on comes us. out of our own budget. That's uh, You should introduce yourself. I'm, I can introduce myself. Then we can introduce him. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M. Joined, joined by, by Marvel.com senior editor Ben Morse. And we have our new intern, Tucker. How's it going, guys? It's going great, man. How excited are you to be here on a scale of 1 to 10? I'm beyond excited. You're really. a tall drink yeah. of water. You are the largest intern <laughs> I would I've agree. ever had. You look like you are, you know, like a professional wrestler on yeah. the side. All right, good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah when I went be- to... Beat up Alec or Alex. Yeah. Those are the only two other interns I can remember. Well, yeah, you can only go two back. Yeah, it's... Um, I have a blind spot. Those, yeah, <laughs> like Alex, Alex is going to fade in a moment. Yeah. Like, it's now that we have a new intern. No, but, he, like, so out. I was telling you yeah, yesterday... Yeah, I tried to do it. I'm, I'm not... I didn't do it. How are you not hearing it? I'm just I not hearing it. to... Byron Saxton, are you a wrestling fan at all? I dabble. Okay. okay. That, There's that's one, of the, <laughs> one of the announcers. Uh, sound, some of the things he says reminds me exactly of Alex. Well, the you way didn't he say speaks. some of the things he said. <laughs> you said, like, his voice. When I closed my eyes and listened to his voice, I didn't hear that. There's Alex. certain inflection and certain phrasing and certain ways he speaks. So it's not just, it's not necessarily his voice. It's more like some of the, uh, it's hard like to The pinpoint. phraseology? Maybe some of the phraseology, so, as we say in the biz. This week in Marvel, <laughs> long time this week in Marvel listeners who go back to the Alex Lopez era. Which has got of like, like six, six months ago. Yeah. Um, and if you're also a wrestling fan, listen to Raw or NXT. Close your eyes. Listen to Byron Saxton. Um, and then use the hashtag this week in Marvel as well as the hashtag Byron Alex. <laughs> <laughs> to let us know if he does or does not sound like former intern Alex Lopez. Yeah, that, that's a fair way to do it. I think it would be a lot of fun. Very scientific. People will be very into this. Yeah. Hashtags help everything. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. Yep. And make sure you tag Adri Cowan um, <laughs> since it's a social media thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she'd be very interested. Uh, young man, where did you come to us from? I'm from New Jersey. Yep. Okay. Yeah. A proud state of New wow, Jersey. Wow, that's right. We've got a, another one. One of the others was from New Jersey, maybe? Uh, several. I mean, we've had like 85 interns over yeah. the years we've worked together. Yeah, yeah. I think a bulk of them have been from New York or New Jersey. Yeah. Just with another you, one. Another yeah. number. Yeah. Put me in the file. Along. Yeah. I'll be moving along soon. Yes, yeah. you will. <laughs> uh, we, we have to accept that uh, it's not a permanent thing. And we have to be, embrace our own mortality here yeah. mm. on the podcast. Very nice. Yeah. That's what uh, Harry Go said on his birthday yesterday. Yeah? Yeah. He's also going to China, so... He's in China. Well, oh, yeah, I guess he's probably he's on his way. China. He's on his way to China. Harry's gone for two weeks. So please tweet at Harry Go to wish him well on both his birthday and his trip to China. He loves getting tweets. Uh, nothing excites Harry more than when I tag him in a tweet and his phone goes off and he just has a look of disgust. I don't know why he has Twitter. <laughs> I don't either. 
Yeah, it's great. Also, he won't be able to check any of them until he comes Which back. Which would be great. It would be great if he had, like, you know, 50 to 100 tweets waiting for him when he came back. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be great. We can do it, guys. We can make it make it a dream, a reality. Uh, aside from New Jersey, yeah. where, uh, like, what what's... Give the the listeners a little rundown of your yeah. your resume. Who your are you? Mm. Yeah. What's Ooh. your deal? Wow. Okay. Um, well, as we said, editorial intern. New. This is my first day. It's my very first day. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. This uh, is all stuff we know. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm a human man. Mm. Uh, I have uh, ten fingers. Um, How many toes? Uh, ten. Okay. There you go. You didn't say it immediately, so <laughs> um, didn't know if you said it. Uh, yeah. Uh, my previous, I guess, experience kind of doing uh, creative things. Oh, yeah, he's got a good resume. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, last place I was at was at Late Night with Seth Meyers, uh, where I was the writer's intern. Uh, and that was just crazy fun. Crazy fun. Yeah. Like contributing to writing characters and sketches and monologue cool. every day. Um, so that was great. Um, that was great. Um, uh, I also spent some time uh, at the Chris Gethard show. I talked to Blake about this. Yep. Um, uh, so I've kind of found this weird narrative of like bosses who are crazy comic nerds. Mm. Um, Gethard is huge. Yep. Uh, Seth, very he wrote well. A comic he, for us. Yeah. Um, so it. it kind of feels like a natural progression to end this up is where at you, the mecca. This is where you belong. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Pretty good. Nice. Well, Tucker will be with us for this foreseeable future unless he screws up. So get okay. to know him. Do you have a Twitter name? I do. All right. It's at Sharks Are Scary. I like it. Okay. Unique. It's true. They are. It's true. You can't deny the fact. Guys, feel free to drop uh, Tucker some Twitter love or Twitter hate, depending on how he does yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I welcome um, both. As you know, as always on This Week in Marvel, we are going to cover all the comics. We're going to cover all the news. We're going to throw it out to the West Coast. We have two interviews today. One two. that you did with Danzig. Mother. And then, right? huh? yeah, yeah. Is that it? very good. Wow, this is Squarespace money. Yeah, um, oh, he just rolled in. He was like, I'm gonna drop a, a, a line, and he rolled back out. We also spoke Tell to your children not to whom I heard. Guys, gotta warn me. Yeah. Uh, we also spoke with our old pal Jerry Duggan, mm. who may have like the record for most appearances on the show. Talked a little uncanny like adventures that. with him. I do too. He's a good guy to have that record. Him and Sammy Humphreys are up there. Sam hasn't been on in a while. So he was on he's for fallen. 200. Was he? Point, yeah, the 200. Yeah, but uh, so was Jerry. Yes. And Jerry right. just passed him, so Jerry laughed. Jerry, oh, I, I heard you say Jerry just passed, and I got very upset him. for a second. Jerry just passed him, okay, Sam. Cool. How cool. is this the venue I would drop that news on you in the middle of the podcast? Maybe. While smiling broadly <laughs> hey, about my good know. friend Jerry Duggan's demise? No. Yeah. We talked to him about Uncanny Avengers. It's great. And we're going to come back here and answer your questions. Before we do any of that, we have to talk about this week's comics. Yeah, we do. And we start, of course, with 1872 number three, written by, oh my God, <gasps> Jerry Duggan, with uh, beautiful art by Nicole Varela. So Captain America, or Steve Rogers as he's known in Timely, uh, he got bumped off last issue. So now it falls to Red Wolf and Natasha Romanoff, or Black Widow, to basically become the heroes of the story. Uh, we have great art. I love this. I love this kind of stylized Western art, um, and I really like Red Wolf. It's great that he's getting his own title because he's very noble and spooky. Kind of like juxtaposition of the fact like he's this. Everyone thinks he's this savage. You know, he's he's oh he's a savage. He's coming in, and he uses that to his advantage when he's fighting 
uh, Kingpin and Bullseye, the Western versions of them. Um, he defies them because he's actually quite intelligent and he's actually quite crafty. We get to meet the 1872 Carol Danvers here, who's marching for women's rights and punches a dude in the face, and it was excellent. Um, well, it's great because the same dude get punched in the face twice because Red Wolf goes, unhand the lady, and punches a guy in the face, and then Carol goes, I do not require rescuing, and punches the guy in the face again. So he gets punched on both sides. Um, but she's great. Um, it's a great showdown between Red Wolf and Mayor Fisk and Bullseye and the Virgins of Electra. And I, I don't know if this is supposed to be Grizzly, whoever it is. It's, it, that's half the fun of this, is just trying to figure out who is this supposed to be. If it's not Grizzly, I'd be... I don't know who Another bear-themed villain, perhaps? <laughs> um, Tony Stark serves as cavalry here. We get a nice, like, kind of... A little steampunkish Iron Man armor. It's yeah. beautiful. And the issue ends with Bruce Banner and Natasha have met up with Simon Williams, the Wonder Man of 1872. And Banner had this, like, green goop, as he called it, with him. Just, like, this stuff. And they're... It was a bomb. Like, they were... Yeah, they were making a bomb. They were basically very volatile chemicals yeah. that they were going to use to blow up a thing so they're dumping it down because we don't do spoilers we don't do on spoilers show. on this show just so you Something know you should know we don't um, do spoilers yeah right. we just you know describe the comic in generalities yeah. um, but I will say that they're pouring this goop down Banner's throat and I have a feeling in next issue the concluding issue mm-hmm. we'll probably see something pretty uh, electric boogaloo or radioactive <laughs> out of uh, out of Dr. Banner yeah Totally. All right, on to Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps, number four. This is the final issue mm-hmm. of the arc of Not the run. Not only that. But it's also Kelly Sue DeConnick's final issue on Captain Marvel, which is a heartbreaker, but it, she goes out in style. I will remember you. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. The budget is Oh, my just God. Sarah McLaughlin so dropping by the show. <laughs> yeah. As long as she doesn't bring those sad animal commercials, oh, so then sad. I, I will die. Like, I turn Catch you by puddle. surprise, too. Like, They'll come out of nowhere. Yeah, I walked into my living room last night. The TV was on, and New York One is always either playing, like, these children are dying, this person yep. smoked too much, yep. or these animals are in terrible peril. Yeah. And so I just I look at the TV for half a second and find, like, grasp around for the controller <laughs> so I can turn it without having to look and die. My mom was telling me how, like, all new shows now are, like, required to end on a happy, like, feel-good story. And I was like, is that really a thing? She's like, yeah, it's it's a thing. And sure enough, every time I watch the news, if you wait and watch the last story, they'll always do the, and now on a brighter note, like, <laughs> always. Always. Interesting. Back to Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps. Uh, so, Kelly Sue DeConnick is joined by Kelly Thompson on the writing side. We have uh, art by Laura Braga with Paolo Pantalina and colors by Lee Lowridge. And this issue is about Carol uh, with her Banshee squadron, uh, as, as well as James Rhodes, uh, going up against the Thors. You know, no big deal. The Thors. A bunch of Thors, including Kit, who is a former sidekick. It's very close to Carol. Uh, they're sort of battling because Carol and the Banshee squadron are questioning reality. They're questioning um, what's in the sky, what's right. beyond this idea of Common stars. Common theme throughout Secret Wars right. tie-ins. Yes. Uh, you know, what more is there? They feel like there's more. They sense that there's more. There's some ideas that are in their heads about there being more, but they can't put everything together. So they want to fly and get past what what they know. 
You know, it's it's a very big thing. Um, they want to do the, uh, the that that great Captain Marvel uh, phrase: "Higher, further, faster, yep. more." Uh, and it builds the story builds to this great crescendo, and it's it's kind of a perfect ending. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much, and um, it was it was a great way to end the run. It was emotional. It was sweet. It was sad. It was action packed. It was I mean. Was everything we loved about Kelly Sue's Captain Marvel. Yep. And a great last page letter where she says goodbye. Um, man, hell of a run. Hell of a run. We applaud you, Kelly Sue, yeah. one of our favorite guests to have yeah. on when we do live shows. Um, I'm still going to book her every time if she's at a convention. I don't I care. I'd love to. We can just talk about life. Yeah. It's all good. Totes. All right, from Captain Marvel to Deadpool versus Thanos number two, written by Tim Seeley, art by Elmo Bondock. This series is so ridiculous that it's it's kind of awesome uh i didn't really know what to expect from it but you've got <laughs> literally the first line where thanos goes computer transcribe format letter of dot 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 affection and then writes like this weird love letter to uh death just like thanos's stone face seriousness while deadpool is literally riding one of his like outrider uh pets and then he just beats up deadpool constantly it's this they're forced to work together because death has gone missing and Deadpool's the only one who can communicate with her but at the same time Thanos has the power to back everything up meanwhile everything in the universe has stopped dying which is actually really crazy and kind of wacky yeah. but they show like the panorama of like you know animals are getting eaten but not dying they're just existing there or a planet blew up and people are just floating in space because they can't die um, and we can see Thanos in a spacesuit. Which I really enjoyed for some I, reason. So I love that the cover yeah. by Trad Moore is great, as yep. always. But I think there's a line on there. It says, like, why am I wearing... Why do I need a spacesuit? Yeah. And then he and has one in the book. I was like, oh, that's a great cover gag. Ha, ha, ha. And inside, he's wearing the spacesuit. Yeah. It made me so happy. They take on... Uh, they go to a moon where they think they may be able to find clues to where death is. And they end up fighting this awesome team of death worshippers. One of whom is a rabbit from Rocket Raccoon's world. Um, yeah. And then half also world. half world, like a horse faced lady and a a lady made out of uh, pizza, like Chrome, who oh. Deadpool's hitting on. Um, it's great. And then, oh, and Thanos wants Deadpool to go talk to Death. The only time he can do that is when he's near Death. Um, and Deadpool's like, well, "How are we going to do that?" And Thanos is like, "I have an idea." And he beats the crap out of him. <laughs> then the Guardians of the Galaxy show up. Yeah. Uh, they have a fight with Thanos. It's cool seeing Elmo Bondock's uh, artistic take on Gamora and Drax and Groot. I like when Groot says, I am Groot, and Thanos says, like, you are a club, and then uses him <laughs> as a club. It's just, it's funny. It's it's funny. It's gross. Um, an old Deadpool character comes back at the end. If you're an old school Deadpool fan, you'll really enjoy it. It's just, this, this is a, it's just a good comic. Yeah, I totally forgot about that character, and I was like, oh, right. cool. Neat. I think he's in the... I think so. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure... We're, we're speaking with our eyes right now. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> Wink. Yes. Nudge. All right. Up next is Fury, number one. This is part of our 50th, uh, 50 Years of S.H.I.E.L.D. anniversary series uh, of one-shots. It's written by David F. Walker, art by Lee Ferguson, colors by Jason Keith. This, I will tell you, is one of the issues that has affected me most of late. Yeah. Um, I mean, all these S.H.I.E.L.D. one-shots have been great, but yeah. They've all been this, great. This one in particular, I guess. But... Uh, to give some perspective, mm-hmm. um, I have been, of the last couple months, really thinking about race and about this country. Uh, I've been thinking about 
you know, uh, gender politics, racial politics, culture, mm-hmm. my own identity, a lot of things like that that come up. I listen to uh, a great podcast. Uh, it's our national conversation about conversations about race, which is um, co-hosted by uh, Baratunde Thurston, who's a big comic book fan. He's also working on the New Daily Show, hmm. uh, but it's a great show. Uh, you know, stuff like that, and thinking about everything that's going on in this country. So, with that in my head, constantly, mm-hmm. all day long, every day, I opened this up not really knowing what to expect. I was like, awesome. I love Nick Fury. Yeah, we didn't know what any of these show no. one shots were about. Yeah. We just really kind of went in blind and been pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And so I was like, great, Nick Fury. It'll be about one or both of the Furies. And to my surprise and delight, it, like, right off the bat, it's we're looking at 1965 and 2015. We're looking at uh, original Nick Fury and Nick Fury Jr. Uh, and under sort of the, the guise of the, uh, Wyatt, the, the, the Watts riots, of 1965 and the current landscape of America in 2015 and David Walker juxtaposes those and looks at the parallels and how far we've come to have not gone anywhere in some respects and uh, it's really great storytelling I love the way we flip back and forth between Fury uh, sort of talking to his Howling Commandos Duggan and uh, Gabe and talking about what the hell is going on? Why is this happening? And at the same time, you have Nick Fury Jr. looking at, you know, kids getting gunned down, people literally getting slaughtered in the streets. Uh, and it's it's really upsetting um, because this is, re- this is very much reality. And I think we're probably going to see a lot of people upset at this issue in, in the sense that, like, why are you putting reality into these superhero stories, into my escape? But that we've always done that. I yep. mean... That's part of what makes Marvel so uh, relevant, so great, so important to culture is it's the world around us. It is it is what we experience, is what the creators experience, and it's what we ima- we hope the readers experience because it's relatable. Right. And uh, just look at the villain in this book. Right. It's a hate monger. Yeah. Hate monger was introduced in the 60s, yep. and he has... We've been doing stories about this type of thing since then. Yeah. Like, this is not... This is not a new thing, and yeah, it is. It is part of the heritage of Marvel. Yeah, um, and I, I would love it if we could not do more stories where he is relevant, but that's the way it is. As long as, uh, as long as it's out there, though, it's something yeah, exactly. Want to address. No, totally. Um, so we've got that. Yeah, the hate monger is you know basically trying to stir up uh, more hate in the context of everything that el- that is going on right now. There's a lot of racial tension going on in this country, and he's capitalizing on it. And Nick Fury Jr. is like. I'm going to stop this guy. This is crazy, blah, blah, blah. And then, boom, we hit a time travel angle, and it's so good. It mm-hmm. all comes crashing together. Um, I do not want to give away a lot of stuff. but I do the, like that the time travel of it is almost mundane. It's yeah. not like a big, holy crap, paradox, universe is ending. It's just, okay, this is a device to get these characters together, and at the end, yeah, we have a way to get back. We're not, yeah. like, freaking out about how we're going to get back to our present. Yeah. It's really just, like, it, it's, it's, it doesn't overwhelm the story. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it, it sort of starts bouncing around into a couple of things. We get a lot of cool stuff between mm-hmm. the Furies, and we get to see really what uh, the Hatemonger's mission was, and um, I love how it all ties together. I love as I slowly realized what it was. <laughs> like, it took me, I was like, is it, is that... But yeah. maybe once okay. you see the the Hawaii, you should have 
clicked. No, it did. That's yeah. when it clicked, but I was still like... Uh, yeah. Um, I wasn't sure. And I, I really, really, really love the last page. Mm-hmm. Sort of Junior's monologue mm-hmm. talking about his life and his perspective on this father he never knew. And, you know, there's a lot about this issue that I was... was I felt really strongly yeah. for because it touched on a lot of things that yeah. I've either been thinking about or have, I've been affected by. So I'm, it was great. It's yeah. if I could not give this a higher recommendation. It really makes me want to see more Nick Fury and Nick Fury. To yeah. be honest, I don't know that we will. Nick Fury seniors off doing his own thing, but yeah. if there's a way to get them together every so often, it's, it's a cool dynamic. Yeah, it's a very cool. Dynamic. Uh, and yeah. Big kudos to David F. Walker. I mm-hmm. think that's his first thing for us. One of. One of. One of, if not his yeah. first. And uh, and he's got more in the pipeline. Great. He's good, a very good, talented good, guy. Good. So. And uh, Lee Ferguson. I mean, yeah. if you go uh, Lee M. Ferguson on Twitter, just look at his posts, especially his like photos, all the process stuff he's been doing for this issue. Fantastic. Yeah. It's really, really gorgeous. Uh, for something completely different, <laughs> George A. Romero's Empire of the Dead, Act 3, Number 5. This is the final issue of Act 3, and I think it's it. This is it, because it says the end at the end. Yeah. It doesn't say, like, they'll be back in Act 4, which makes sense, because three acts is normally how you structure something. Yeah. Uh, so, needless to say, everything gets resolved here. It's written by George Romero, with art by Andrea Moody, uh, inks by Roberto Poggi, and colors by Rain Barreto. Uh, you get to find out what happens to everyone, what happens to Mayor Chandrick, what happens to Penny, Paul, Lilith, Xavier. All the characters that have been introduced during this arc will have their final bow in this, the final issue of Empire of the Dead. Yeah, but not necessarily so much of a, a, a change of course because the original Night of the Living Dead, George Romero's movie, was mm. very much a reflection on uh, America and sort of touched on racial yeah. tensions and relations in, in that time period. Kinda, just kinda saying. A little, little, little bit there. here, a little bit here too. Yeah, little for bit. sure, for little sure. Bit. Um, cool. All right, next book is Inhumans, Adeline Rising. This is the final part of this one. It's uh, written by Charles Soule, art by John Timms, inks by Roberto Poggi, and colors by Frank Dermada. Hey, Roberto Poggi was the guy who just sang Empire of the Dead. What? Wow, what a week for him. Uh, so this is called The Dying of the Light, and mm. uh, we start off in this issue with sort of like a calming of the tensions because Medusa who is you know leader of the Inhumans and Black Bolt who is sort of the leader of the resistance have had a like a coming of the minds uh, a meeting of the minds meeting of the minds where they talked some things out figured out hey something's not right maybe we're not necessarily on the wrong side after all Uh, Medusa's got a lot of power to uh put the Inhumans in, in, in action in a different way than they're used to. And they're like, okay, you're our queen. If you say, let's do something, let's do something. Black Bolt's like, cool, let's let's do this. Let's we There's some stuff that's really wrong. We can affect some change here. Uh, great stuff, wrapping up a lot, of stu- a lot of bits and pieces that we've come together. There's a moment here with a character who went away, in a sense, in like the first or the second issue, which I was really hoping we would get to. Oh, yeah, that was cool. And when it, when it landed, I was so happy really great character we i absolutely love and want to see more of uh but then we get you know the thors get involved uh we get some some smooching which you know in a, in a perfect world would have led to the bone zone yep always welcome <laughs> no bone zone here no bone zone here because there's stuff to do yeah there's stuff to get done yeah. there's no doubt each other oh very nice yeah <laughs> uh so uh there's this big moment with black bolt and medusa and really cool stuff and i Literally, 
yelled out loud and cursed. I get so frustrated. I was like, it's so frustrated. Ah, I got upset. I was like, oh, so close. And then the way it ends was even more. I loved it. It was was cool. It was a cool ending, but I was also like, oh man, that's frustrating. Yeah. Oh man. Yes. And so good. Especially those last like ten pages or so. It was like, damn. Also, to go back to. Captain Marvel, which was like five books ago. Um, <laughs> add the Carol Corps to my growing list of people I want to see in the Secret Wars cavalry in the main book. Mm. We should be keeping a running count of that. Totes. Tucker, retroactively do that for the last like five podcasts or so. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Up next, we've got Kanan, the last Padawan, number six. Kanan. I think, I mean, I'm kind of hoping we just, this just keeps rolling along. It is. Yeah. It's an ongoing series. Woo! Yeah. I love we, it. We upgraded it. Yeah. Look at that. There you go. Service you, with a smile. You guys like the comics. You buy them with your money. Yep. We make more of them. I think That's we announced I think we announced as an ongoing, like, after we saw this is the first issue and people were excited. We're like, oh, cool. Great. That should be an ongoing. It was originally solicited as a limited series and then got upgraded really, really quickly. Terrific. Uh, so this is uh, issue six, written by Greg Weissman, art by Jacopo Camagni, David Curiel on colors, uh, and we've got, you know, we... we out of pretty much most of the flashback stuff setting up right, at least for now because I think we're going to get back to it in, sub, in upcoming issues but yeah. um, we've set up a lot of who Kanan is where he came from and now he's treading on ground and going to places that he's been before in his previous life and watching him sort of dance around things and like get wigged out by all kinds of crazy stuff that he has to deal with um, and he's on what's the name of this planet it's um, like Pizza Town or something I don't know, like man. that. You famous? <clears throat> I think it's called Lothal. Lothal. I'll I'll trust you. Yeah. Even though you famously screwed up Star Wars locations, you in had the past. to get that one in there. <laughs> uh, you don't even know a Star Wars. Anyway, uh, just I'm careful, man. I speak <laughs> when I know stuff. Uh, so we go and you know, Kanan is leading his crew, uh, or sort of. I don't know if he's even the leader. Is he the leader? He seems. I don't watch Rebels. Not yeah. He's As we've established, I don't know what Star Wars is. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, seems like a team. Yeah. He's he's going back to Plateau City, uh, and you know he he might run into he thinks he might run into uh, his old pals, his old, old running, running buddy. buddy. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Look at that. Uh, Janus Casimir, and um, it's really cool. I, there, you know, there's a lot of feints. Here are things that you think is going to go one way, goes another way. Uh, there's some heads being knocked around, which we don't see enough Not in enough. comics. The old double novel. Yeah. Double, double noggin. noggin knocker. Yeah. yeah. It's classic. Double noggin knocker was yeah. what I was going to say originally. Uh, Kanan, you know, gets into some trouble. Gets into some big trouble. Uh, it's cool. I love. I really dig this series. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's ongoing. It's yeah. it's a fun book. I need to watch. I know. It I know nothing about it, and I still enjoy it. Yeah. So that's something. All right. Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors number eleven, just in time for a month before Halloween. It's a Dracula issue with Blade, based on the episode Blade, written by Man of Action Kevin Burke and Chris Doc Wyatt. Uh, this is adapted by Joe Caramagna. Much like the title would imply, it features Blade teaming up with Spider-Man to fight Dracula. And wait a minute, because we do want to tie in with Halloween, it's actually a two-parter. So in the next issue, we'll see the Howling Commandos. So Say I think, what? I think this is adapting like the Halloween special from last year, right? 
Sure. Yeah, they did a big Halloween special last year. Cool. Um, jumping back into the world of Secret Wars, or the worlds of Secret Wars, or the battle world of Secret Wars, Runaways number four. It's the final issue of this limited series, written by Noel Stevenson, art by Sanford Green with Noel Stevenson, colors by John Rock. Um, this book has been fun up to this point. It really kicked into gear with this issue. I found that they really upped it. Um, they were really kind of... This is this is the going back to the academy, the the school for do the Von Doom Institute for Gifted Youths, and trying to get their friends back because Delphine and Amadeus Cho have been captured. So Jubilee, Scar, Molly, Cloak, Dagger, they all storm there. Uh, they end up encountering Sana and Bucky, who both have surprising responses to seeing our runaways. But the cool thing for me is, is it was it was honored it kind of honored the spirit of runaways without being directed runaways and by that I, what i mean is just a group of kids who have nobody else and who have to fight against in the original it was their parents in this it's almost something larger they're rebelling and trying to make things right and i think noel just really touched on some unique voices made jubilee a really great character and i just love the dynamics of that whether it's between Delphine and Cho, whether it's between Jubilee and Santa, whether it's between Cloak and Dagger, who are brother and sister in this universe, and the whole thing with Bucky and then Valeria. It's all emotional. This is a book that I'm not going to go into deep description of because this is one I really want you guys to read yourself. Sanford Green's art is it's cool because it's very like minimalist in some ways, but if you really look at it, he packs so much detail and he does so much design. He's such a good storyteller. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What he's able to do with the lines he uses uh, is amazing. Um, yeah, he's one of those guys that it's like deceptively incredible. Yeah, it's the final issue, and it ends on definitely a note of oh, it would be cool to see more of these characters. And even on the letters page, they go like, if there's a way. We would love to do more with this. So I hope they find a way. Oh, and the Doombot head, which names itself Emily here. Love it. That's great. Um, it's a fun bit. It, it, it's the final four pages where you have like a really down point for Valeria and Bucky and then a really kind of optimistic, hey, the Runaways, we're together. We're going to move forward and be good. Just a great piece of work by, by Noel and by, uh, by Sanford and everyone involved in this book. Kudos to Runaways. Yeah. Something we've said for years, but Indeed. kudos to Runaways once again. Indubitably. All right, we're on to Weird World number four, written by Jason Aaron, art by Mike Del Mundo. Uh, bonkers Town craziness. Uh, we got Archon, who is floating. The book opens with Archon floating upside down, where he finally sees Polymachus. Yeah. And he's like, what? Wait, I'm home. Wait, why am I upside down? Wait, what? And then he gets punched in the face. And then he says his eyes are like about to explode. Yeah. Or fall out or something. It's incredible. Something great. Uh, it's Archon versus Skull the Slayer for a bunch of pages where they're just beating the hell out of each other. It's great fights. It's brutal. It's crazy. And then they're figuring, why are we burning whenever we're touching stuff? We're touching these trees. Yeah. Why are we burning? And that's and because they are where? In like the valley. The valley of the men things. Yeah. Which sounds scary. Men things? Men? Man things. Man things. Sure. Plural. Uh, they're in the valley of the man things, which uh, if you don't know what the man things are, mm. uh, if you know fear, you will be burned by the touch of the man thing. Is yep. that right? Yes. Okay. Very good. Uh, so they all—they definitely know some fear, uh, and they're burned like crazy. And then they realize that they are in the uh, in the clutches of the queen of the man things. Yeah. I will not Swamp give that away. Witch. Yeah. 
I will not give away who she is. But if you read, but if you've ever read a Man Thing story and you're familiar with his supporting cast, you probably know who it is. Yeah, but if you if you're more familiar with Man Thing from like Thunderbolts, right? Then you will not something know who, recently you will not know like who it is. less relevant. But yeah, definitely like the great character to put mm-hmm. into this. I love the look. Like mm-hmm. Mike's design for her is great. What a surprise! Like Delmondo yeah, no, like, did something. Amazing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's it's terrific, and uh, she sort of gives Archon and Skull this out to to free them from some of the things that they are uh, burdened by, and in in a in a good way. uh, Skull definitely uh, has a change in him. Uh, Archon doesn't necessarily have the exact change, but it definitely changes something in him, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. And uh, the last double-page spread of this book is a heartbreaker. It's great, but it's also like, damn, poor damn. guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to Extinction Agenda number four. This is a big old slam jamma written by Mark Guggenheim, art by Carmine DGN Domenico, colors by Nolan Woodard. Carmine DGN Domenico just does not stop. Will not Always stop. Always drawing. So good. Uh, we've got... Who's this, who's this dude? The, the new dude? The uh, yeah, he's a new character. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's the, the in new a book guy. With, in a book with a million characters in it already, it's hard to keep track of the names of the new characters introduced. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Cameron Hodge is back, and he is terrifying, and he's mopping the floor with the X-Men. And we have the two teams of X-People. We have the, the Genosian team. We have... The, the X team and they're sort of like we've got to put aside our differences because Hodge is going to kill everything uh, he's a nightmare he's got you know techno-organic powers he is just vicious and he basically continues not delicious though no he continues remember vicious and delicious no that was Buff Bagwell and Scott Norton's tag team name they were together for like less than a year, but I always thought they had the like most underrated tag team name of all time. It was pretty good. Vicious and delicious. Yeah. We should call Scott Norton that. has the craziest body type. Oh my god. I yeah. would love like, like he a is, rock. He's like, like a boulder. like a V yeah. and then the top of the V is a mountain of muscle. It's amazing. It's amazing. I never got why his nickname was Scott Flash Norton. And I always for some reason, I don't know why I associate Flash with like fast people. Um, well, yeah, there was um, what they call was that Scorpio. Flash Gordon? What? <laughs> what? I'm oh. so why do I think? I, don't I know. forgot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a thing. What they called Scorpio? Oh, Flash Funk. Yeah, yeah, no, but they called Scott Scott Flash Gordon. I didn't know what it was, and I heard him on a podcast. I think it was uh, Cabana's podcast. Yeah, where he finally where he explained the nickname was because he was uh, an arm wrestler. And he used to win so quickly that they were like, oh, he dropped you in like a flash. Right. Isn't he an over-the-top? Yeah, he is an over-the-top. Amazing. So back to Extinction Agenda. Sure, sure. Uh, A lot of people die. I think that's that's a big... Pretty brutal. That's a big thing for the two X books we have this week. Yeah. Uh, Death. Uh, death comes ripping throughout this Not a one. huge shocker based on the stories they're uh, no. setting. No, 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 not at all. But some of them, like this this one right here I'm pointing out. It's pretty gross. It's oh pretty my graphic. God, I was like not expecting That's that. another thing. Carmine DGN Domenico, because remember he drew that Ultimates book that uh, Sam Humphreys wrote? Yeah. Um, I feel like he is, he's just good at drawing like squishy graphic violence. Yeah. Which is, you know, you're going to be in demand in the comic book industry. <laughs> so there you go. So all the all the mutants got to go full force to take down Hodge, 
and uh, it's a big old brutal battle. There are um, major repercussions for all the characters, but I think it'll leave that domain in a better place, and it has a really sweet ending. Finally this week, we have Years of Future Past, number five, written by Marguerite Bennett, art by Mike Norton, colors by FCO Placencia. Um, this is the final issue of this book. I gotta say, Marguerite Bennett did quite a job doing an homage to Claremont's work on Days of Future Past because she really gets the tone down here. Like There were times where I was like, wow, this almost feels like I'm reading a Claremont book. Um, we're focused on Chrissy and Cameron Pride, the children of Colossus and Kitty Pride. The whole plan by the X-Men, or at least one faction of the X-Men, was for Chrissy, the last mutant ever born, because mutants are a thing of the past, to save President Kelly and put mutants back on the map, but Magneto and Rachel Gray had this other plan to make her into a martyr and in the process basically, you know, rally support for mutants, get all the mutants to band together. Uh, Cameron comes up with kind of a third plan, still not a great option. It's very emotional. The siblings fight a few times. Uh, we see future versions of Storm and Wolverine and Colossus and Angel and Nightcrawler uh, all struggling to come to terms with this event they've been planning for years is now out of their control. We've got a giant version of Lockheed. Uh, Kitty makes some really hard decisions. There's some stuff with tigers, uh, which was kind of nice. Yeah, that tiger stuff was intense. Mike Norton draws some nice tigers. Mike um, Norton draws anything. Nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, unsurprisingly, for something spinning out of Days of Future Past, it's not a very optimistic story. <laughs> it does not end on an up note. No. Uh, no, no it's no, no, very no. negative. It's very... It's tough. Even even though they end up in some ways accomplishing what they set out to do, it does not help in the least. Yeah. What I like, though, about that mm -hmm. is that not all stories end on a high note. I agree. Not everything should be, you know, roses and look at this character coming alive. It's, I mean, there's just that that bleakness is yeah. part of that reality. Well, it all, yeah, I was going to say it parallels Days of Future Past in that. Kate Pride does what she sets out to do in that story, and it doesn't fix anything. That's the lesson of Days of Future Past, that you cannot fix the Days of Future Past storyline, or the timeline. It will always be there, yeah. and we'll have an awesome version of it in uh, X-Men the Animated Series, where Bishop and Forge live there, and they're old. Well, Bishop's normal age. Forge is old. He has Wolverine's skeleton in a tube. I don't remember any of it. It was so great. All right, go ahead. I think I have a feeling where you're going. But. Fury. <laughs> yep. Fury. 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 And that, I was saying that in a week where we had Kelly Sue's final mm -hmm. Captain Marvel. Yeah, very We had the end of Runaways and we had the end of the Inhumans book, all three of which I think for me would have been top picks on any given week. And I will go with one of those Runaways as my top pick. I'm going to say also don't sleep on Deadpool versus Thanos. Yeah. That is an enjoyable book. And we got a couple more issues of that to go. Yeah. So. Check out everything we just talked about. Also, check out our collections on Wait, sale. What? Tradition when we have an intern oh, I'm so who sorry. has I'm either so not read the books. It's been a little while. Or has read the books. We want to get your perspective. We may so, let you read these books mm -hmm. this afternoon because I have a gut feeling that we'll, we may, since it's your first day, run out of things for you to do before we have time to show you how to do more things. <laughs> all right. Um, out of all the books we talked about, what are you yeah. most excited to read? I'm a huge Deadpool fan. Mm. Haven't for a long time. And I don't. Putting those two characters in together, mm -hmm. Thanos and Deadpool, I think it's just like a perfect combination for, like you know, 
the Merck's ridiculous commentary on everything. And uh, like you said, Stan- Thanos is kind of yeah. stoic nature. Yep. Uh, contrasted. Old rock face. Exactly. Super fun. Also, I'm a mega Star Wars fan. Oh. Well, uh, are you? So we're, we're, yeah, we had to pull these two books out, so. Yeah. Uh, so the Kanan story sounds really fun, too. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I have pulled these aside so that he can take them back to his yeah. desk. One thing we need to note. Yes. Last week, we did not talk about Star yeah, Wars number nine. Yeah, we noted nine. it in our story because we did not get a co- we did not get copies of Star Wars number nine. Yes. So, regardless of how good we it was. We still don't have copies. We still don't have copies. And I downloaded it to my tablet to mm-hmm. read it, to talk about it this week, and I forgot to read it. So maybe next week we'll talk about Star Wars number nine. Maybe when ten comes out, we'll do a double. We'll do a double shot. Nine and 10. I like that. I like the idea of that. Yeah. As I was saying, collections on sale: Amazing Spider-Man Volume Five, Spiral, Black Widow Volume Three, Last Days, Deadpool Classic Volume Thirteen, Deadpool Team Up, Deathlock Volume Two, Man vs. Machine, Howard the Duck Volume Zero. What the duck? Hey. That's the name of the book. I was oh. not expressing it. Uh, Loki: Agent of Asgard Volume Three, Last Days, and The Punisher Volume Three. Last Days. Mm. All the Last Days uh, Secret Wars goodies in there. When I was younger mm. on Long Island, there was an emo band called The Last Days of August. And every time I see one of these Last Days books, it makes that? me think of this emo band and the singer could hit really high notes. That's all. <laughs> we, uh, I don't know when the interview will come out, but Blake and I interviewed the lead singer of Third Eye Blind yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it took me back to a time where uh, Arun Singh, formerly of Marvel, and Blake got into a heated discussion on what is and what is not emo. Oh, boy. We were out to dinner. <laughs> oh, boy. And Blake, on a napkin, drew a family tree oh boy. of what is and is not emo. <laughs> oh, boy. And it, the reason I brought up the Third Eye Blind thing is because it all started from Arun saying the Third Eye Blind was an emo band. <laughs> Arun's crazy. Arun is crazy. <laughs> Love him to death, no, but he's crazy. He's crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, also on sale on the app this week, we've got Ultimate Spider-Man Infinite Comic, plus all the books we've talked about. I think except the Marvel True. Universe book and probably Empire of the Dead. Okay, those are except probably, those. probably not available. Right, but Ultimate Spider-Man Infinite Comic number yeah. 16. We've also got Frankenstein 1 through 18 from what? the 1970s series. Jeez. Get up in that. Uh, Giant Size Werewolf by Night number 2 and Marvel Team really? Up 36 and 37. Getting ready for Halloween early. Spooky. Uh, digital collections on sale, you want to cover that? It's a lot of the stuff I already read. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come back for Freshly Digitized. Well, I'll do Freshly Digitized as well. Oh, all right. Uh, digital go. Collections on sale. We've got Amazing Spider-Man Volume 5 Spiral, Black Widow Volume 3 Last Days, Deadpool Classic Volume 13, Deadpool Team-Up, Deathlock Volume 2 Man vs. Machine, Howard the Duck Volume 0, What the Duck, Loki, Agent of Asgard Volume 3 Last Days of August, Spider-Man The Clone Saga, Spider- uh, The Punisher Volume 3 Last Days, Thunderbolts Classic Volume 3, Ultimate Electra Devil's Do. There you go. Is it... Rocca and it's Salva La Roca. Yeah, it's a good team. Yeah, good creative team. Totally. Uh, Venom, Devil's Pack, War Machine Classic Volume One, and What If Classic Volume One. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Freshly digitized. We've got all new Captain America number five, Amazing Spider-Man sixteen point one, Avengers forty three, Black Widow sixteen, Captain America and the Mighty Avengers six, Cyclops eleven. Daredevil 14, Fantastic Five, numbers 2 through 5, Fantastic Four, numbers 313 through 315, 321, 384, and 402, Guardians of the Galaxy, number 25, Hulk, number 13, Loki, Agent of Asgard, number 12, Magneto, number 16, 
Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble Season 2, Number 5. Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy, Number 2. Moon Knight, Number 13. Princess Leia, Number 2. The Punisher, Number 16. Silk, Number 2. Storm, Number 9. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Number 3. Wolverines, Number 11. Then... On top more of today, that, more, more today, because I because I did this last night. Yeah, more that we weren't on our list. Star Wars, Darth Maul, son of Danthamir, Dathomir. Yep, that's his dad. Yep, yep, his dad. Uh, numbers one through four, I guess. So that's some Star Wars legends. Uh, did we get the Deadpool annual in there? Because there's a nope. ton of stuff. Yeah. Deadpool and Death Annual. Oh, uh, I remember yeah, that one. Joe yeah, Joe Kelly. Yep. Uh, yeah, Heart of the Joe Kelly run. Totally. Uh, all that. 35 new issues added to Marvel Unlimited this week. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's still coming. They come every day. Is that is that real? I don't know. I don't they come so. a lot. Yeah. I, I noticed that. That was, that was what it was. That's fair. All right. Let me bring you guys some comics and games news. And comics, it's really all about the sketchbooks. We've been cranking out sketchbooks, man. We, in the last week, have done... Phil Noto Chewbacca sketchbook, a David Marquez Invincible Iron Man sketchbook, a Paco Medina Contest of Champions sketchbook, and a um, Gerardo Zaffino Karnak sketchbook. All of those, with the exception of Karnak, which I actually wrote up a history of Karnak for, the rest all have, in addition to exclusive art you won't see anywhere else, they have commentary from the artist, kind of taking you through their process. If all goes according to plan, before the week is over, we will have three more sketchbooks My God. for Angela, Queen of Hell, Uncanny and Humans, and Ant-Man. We're going to keep doing them because I love doing sketchbooks. Let's throw some of those on the Tumblr, too. Yeah. You, I'll send you the stuff. Yeah. Or I'll send it to Adri. Yeah. Or I'll send it to Tucker. Yeah. And he can try to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, some other stuff we have going on. We spoke to Jeff Lemire. Andrea Tower spoke to Jeff Lemire about all new Hawkeye. Jim Beard caught up with Nathan Edmondson about Red Wolf. And TJ Deach spoke to Greg Pak about Totally Awesome Hulk. It's, it's all still happening, guys. It's all coming together. Two new releases for games we had in Marvel Contest of Champions, the X-Force costume for Deadpool, and Iceman entered into Marvel Puzzle Quest. We'll have more stuff this week on Contest of Champions, on Marvel Heroes, on Mighty Marvel Heroes, and uh, some big stuff as we gear up for New York Comic Con with games. My goodness, so much. All that at marvel.com slash news. You know, Ryan, with all this all-new, all-different Marvel business, it's a great time for Marvel fans to create new websites for their favorite characters, and the best way to do that has to be Squarespace. With Squarespace, you don't need to be a professional web designer to create an awesome home to show off your knowledge of Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, whoever. Their easy-to-use tools and support will help you make it look sleek and professional. And don't worry about your site getting hacked. Squarespace provides the best security and stability around. Millions of folks already use Squarespace for their professional needs or just for fun, so join up today with plans starting at $8 a month, and you can get a free domain if you sign up for a year. So start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code MARVEL to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Well said, Ben. Oh, thank you. And if any of you guys out there, any of the Twimmaniacs make a site with Squarespace, send it to us. Yeah, please. Send us a little linky-loo. little linky-loo. Yeah. All right, so why don't we go to your interview with Danzig. Okay. And then <laughs> transition from there to uh, Mark and Patrick out on the West Coast. Then we'll have our interview with Jerry Duggan. Then we'll be back to answer your questions. You got it. Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel. Uh, very exciting right now. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M. We're here at Marvel headquarters, and I'm joined by Glenn Danzig. How's it going, sir? 
Uh, good. <laughs> it's nice being in Marvel's broom closet. <laughs> uh, we like to say this is really like a very elaborate studio. Uh, we don't like to tell people that it's so uh, wonderfully green. Uh, we film a lot of fun stuff here. Um, um, yeah, this is this is the magic of Marvel. You're oh, seeing wow. it in full effect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you're here at Marvel. Have you been a Marvel fan for a long time? Uh, when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know, I read all kinds of comics. Yeah. But, you know, Marvel uh, kind of revolutionized comics in the early 60s. And, of course, I was a friend of Jack Kirby's. I don't know if that's... I did not know that. That's a, can you elaborate on that anymore? Uh, when I first moved out to L.A., I would, you know, because I collected original artwork, uh, I knew his agent. I would go out there, and then I would just hang out there with him. It was kind of like my displaced New Yorker's second home because <laughs> he was so New York. Yeah. And he was such a nice, uh, him and his wife, Roz, were so nice, and uh, they were, like, the best hosts. That's amazing. And so, yeah, I would just not, I would go up there and, and just hang out, and he would just tell me, the greatest stories about everything. I am inc- I, I, as I would be incredibly jealous of, of so many things, but that I've never got the opportunity to meet Jack. Um, so was it during his like animation phase when he was out there doing? It was uh, late eighties. Okay, I, I moved out there around eighty nine, and so then I would go up there, and then I started going up there a lot uh, with his agent uh, Mike, and uh, yeah, just went from there and became a cool thing you know that's so cool man yeah. he yeah. had a lot of great stories and, uh, I think the first time I ever read about DNA was when Jack did the fourth world stuff yeah. and no one was talking about DNA back then or uh, matter antimatter the first time I learned about matter antimatter was Jack Kirby and so I mean you would look in his library and he had theology mythology and popular science and popular mechanics so he knew what he was talking about <laughs> And, That's you know, incredible. You know, I think the accent, that you know, New York accent, fooled a lot of people. He was a very smart, uh, smart guy. Well, yeah, Way I ahead mean, of his time. A hundred. I mean, to, even today, you look at the comics we produce. You look at the comics yeah. our distingu- uh, distinguished competition produces. There's a, so many elements of things that he was developing in the '60s or coming up with that we're still playing with and still yeah. wrapping our heads around, which is amazing. It's pretty cool, but, um, you know, I think that's what those guys did back then, yeah. constantly pushing themselves, and I think the uh, the format was, I don't think people realized where it could actually go, but I think people like Jack Kirby and people who came after him realized, we can take this here, you know, and that's what inspired me to start my stuff, too, so, I mean, uh, he was definitely probably the, the biggest influence and well, main inspiration, well, that was where I was gonna. I was gonna ask. You know, are you more influenced by writers, by artists, by? Is there anything specific that comics have, you know, brought to you? Well, for me, still, um, the story's important, but if the artwork sucks, <laughs> it's no good. Okay, and now everyone has a different idea of what's good or bad. But eventually, there's people that everybody agrees on. Like you have Frazetta, you have Kirby. Um, some of the guys who did comics and then split off like uh, Barry Smith and Kaluta and you know and of course you have Frank Miller and people like that and yeah, then yeah. people who come after them um, are taking it to that other level and a lot of people agree on those same artists sure you know yeah yeah uh, and it's, how do you specifically think 
you know, you mentioned how Jack was such a huge influence. Um, was it for the, the comics work you did, you know, the, the stuff you've done with all your music over the years? Was it just a mix of everything? Well, um, for me, uh, Jack's stuff, especially, um, of course, what he did at Marvel was groundbreaking in the 60s. Uh, they revolutionized what comics could be but then he did it again when he went to DC the fourth world stuff yeah. and that's what we're talking about this matter yeah. antimatter and DNA and all this stuff it's like wow I never knew about any of this stuff and you know of course now they they try criminals with DNA right tests. I mean so you know for, for me that kind of stuff uh, was important you know for Zeta of course it was the image it was like wow this is not comic art this is yeah you know, this guy was a comic artist, but what is this painting? This is like insane, and it says a jillion words in one image. Yeah, and that's important. And there's a between, especially between Jack and Frazetta, the sense of power yeah. and the the sense of enormity and scale that they could do in a what looks to like the basic person, a simple image, yeah. is just incredible. Pretty wild. There's not a lot yeah. of artists that can do that. I know it, it's it's you know, awesome. Telling a story <laughs> with an image. Yeah, that's important. And you know, there's a lot of great artists right now, but there's not a lot of artists who can tell a story with one image. Yeah, like a full story, a crazy story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And emotion and yeah, yeah. I, I could talk about those guys all the time. Um, was uh, did you have you seen Captain America the like the most recent movie, The Winter Soldier? As a Jack Kirby fan, we we actually put uh, Arnim Zola and some of the stuff that Jack developed when he came back to Marvel right. has sort of incorporated into what we're doing, and it's it's pretty cool. If you haven't seen it yet, it's just it's wild to to see those ideas develop now and taking that to the to like you're saying the next level of what we're doing. Yeah, I think it's a shame that he wasn't around to see yeah. the current crop of uh, the Marvel movies because the effects are so you know you know expensive. I mean. Yeah. It's, pretty wild because uh, I remember that he he fought to get his name put on that terrible Captain America movie and then he was like I want my name off <laughs> oh that movie like. yeah, it's so anyway <laughs> I think he would probably be much happier yeah. you know, just I think it, seeing it, it get done the right way sure Sure. Um, so talking about what you're working on, I mean, like tons of stuff that you've got going on right now. I saw there was a, a cool photo, the wearing the, the skull paint, which yeah, was yeah, yeah. badass and awesome to see. Yeah, uh, what brought it. that on? Yeah, I haven't done it since 79. Um, well, I got to work with uh, Paul Brown, who's a famous photographer for the new Danzig record, which is a covers record of all mm-hmm. you know, songs by other people that I covered. And the record's called Skeletons, and I came up with this idea, and I ran it by... Paul and he says, oh, I've got to shoot this. This has got to be great. And so I'm glad I had Paul do it. He's an incredible photographer. When people see the pictures, they're going to be blown away. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's cool. So what, what's on the covers record? Uh, got everything from biker movie soundtrack uh, theme songs that I took and messed up and made them <laughs> punky or heavy and Sabbath, Everly Brothers, the Trogs, uh, some Nugget songs, um, ZZ Top cover. I mean, you know, there's a ton of stuff. That's awesome. Is there a particular fondness for those tracks, or are you just looking to spread out in different things? I no, mean, no, what brought you stuff to those? I like. Yeah, yeah. That it, but also, my idea with covers is that unless you're going to change it and make it your own, leave it alone. 
you know, if you're gonna just try and copy the original, everyone's gonna judge it against the original. They're gonna, they've heard the original a million times, so yeah. they're gonna like the original much more than yours. So unless you're bringing a new idea and a new thing to it, just leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've got a tour coming up too, right? Yeah. Uh, are you playing a lot of the cover stuff? You like what? What's what's on tap well, for the tour? Because Dan's been around so long now, of course, you know, we'll play some cover stuff and we'll play maybe some new stuff that I'm working on, but we have to play a bunch of the songs everyone wants to hear. So <laughs> we try to change it up every tour, but uh, hopefully everyone will be happy. That's yeah. my goal is to make sure everybody leaves the concert and they lost their mind when they yeah, the show. Yeah, as well they should. Yeah. Uh, new record you, you mentioned, or new songs. Is there, like, do you have a prospective date, like, timing for... Uh, covers record comes out in uh, late July but for new Danzig too. new Danzig is almost done yeah so I've been working on that and I've been working on uh, Danzig Sings Elvis uh, which is done pretty much so that'll come out after the new Danzig album and that's just an EP right or is that well I what happens is I'm still finishing up the new Danzig record which is not the covers record it's all new Danzig material but and every time I go in I'm like let's cut another Elvis track over time so <laughs> end up I, I probably have like 13 Elvis songs covered but I'm not going to put them all out I'm just going to pick the best ones and yeah probably like 6 or 7 songs that's awesome what's your favorite Elvis song Can, if you if you don't mind saying um, it varies all the time but my favorite all time Elvis song which I didn't cover but um, is Kentucky Rain off the Memphis record was there a reason you didn't want, didn't cover that one it's, it's I don't think you can beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can bring anything new to it that I would want. I, I, I'm going to leave that one alone. That's it's, fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, cool. So we, um, aside from Jack's art and stuff, were there any particular characters you were fond of when you were reading comics back in the day? Uh, when I was a kid, there were so many different com you know comic characters I liked, and then it changes. You know what I mean? And uh, I used to like Wolverine until you guys screwed it all up. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Have you read uh, Old Man Logan that we did? Uh, someone showed me that and said, you got to read this because I know you used to be a Wolverine fan. And I was like, oh, you know, it's a step in the right direction, you know. It, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. And we're taking a lot of that and looking at a lot of what Wolverine could be in the Marvel Universe right now. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for coming. Where are fans going to be able to find you on social media, on online and stuff to pick up the records? Um, we're still distributed uh, everywhere, so they can do that. It, uh, they can probably go wherever they go to get <laughs> stuff, you know, and, you know, go to the Danzig website to find out or Danzig Facebook. Danzig and, Facebook. And we have a chat site uh, called The Seventh House. Uh, so, um, How often do you do the chats on there? I don't chat. Oh, you don't chat. No, that's for all the Danzig fans. That oh, okay. You know, Would you ever get in there and just no, blow I, it up? No. <laughs> I'm too busy, first off. For sure, yeah, for I'm sure. I'm doing a, a million things. I still run a comic company. Yeah? Yeah. So we, you know. How often are you guys publishing from that? Uh, two or three times a year. That's great. Yeah. And it's great. It's not like Marvel stuff, of course. It's <laughs> no, I, heavy duty, you know, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm familiar. Yes, yeah, uh, a little, little bit uh, more risque than than our stuff, to yeah. say the least. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, guys, check out uh, Danzig on tour. Check out the Danzig covers record. Uh, so much stuff, which is just it's awesome. It's very cool. cool. And uh, thank you for coming by, Marvel. Thanks for having me in your broom closet. <laughs> this is Marvel, <laughs> your universe. Hello, 
Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined as always by Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Havnoff for... I swap it up. You were supposed to take it from there, Patrick, and you failed. Another thrilling installment of the Strummy and the Wolfman show starring... The Wolfman and Strami. All right, so Patrick just let us all down there. That was fantastic. Uh, what we got going on for you guys this week from out here in the best coast? Um, the best coast? Yeah, best coast. The left coast. The best coast. Um, That's wrong. It's, no, it's the best coast. No. Um, what was I saying? Oh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We've got a season premiere coming up. In fact... By the next episode that you're listening to, you have already seen the season premiere. Maybe. It's coming up. Not everybody this, watches it the night it comes out. Well, they're foolish. They should. It's coming this Tuesday at 9 a.m. How Central dare Island. you berate our listeners? How dare, when, you, how dare you berate me? We have international listeners, you know, Ugh. and they are furious at you right now. Okay. Anyway, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Season 3 premiere, this Tuesday at 9, 8 Central. We're kicking off a huge action-packed season. Uh, I've been privy to a bunch of stuff that's coming up, and I'm very excited for it. Um, by the time this posts, you may we may have even released a scene from the season premiere. I'm not sure. But regardless, we will have a pair of scenes for you uh, coming up uh, in the next few days if we haven't posted them yet. Uh, by, well, ahead of, obviously, next Tuesday. Uh, one thing that will have happened by the time you're listening to this is we will have had the uh, fan event for the Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season premiere. There was a... Were, the, were they oscillating fans? Oscill... Oh, God. Um, they... <laughs> Here in uh, Los Angeles. Hollywood, we, California. We, well, Hollyweird, California. It technically is in Hollywood. It's technically in Los Angeles. Hollyweird. This fan screening. Uh, we had a fan screening with a red carpet with all of the cast and executive producers. A bunch of people got to see the season premiere, their first time seeing, the first time we've shown the season premiere. Uh, and we will have some interviews with the cast as well as hopefully some footage from uh, the panel Q&A that followed it coming your way in the next few days. What else came up this week? We released 21 new images from the cast. Uh, all of our cast members, and well as a massive group shot of the 10 series regulars now. That's right, we've got 10 series regulars that they have tasked me with keeping track of. Um, and... Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I, as mercifully for Patrick, I will actually be out of the office for the next several days uh, cooking up some very cool S.H.I.E.L.D. content. I'll be heading down to set and... Literally cooking game. up? No, not literally cooking because up. Because I've literally <laughs> cooked up stuff Done for Marvel's Every Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Oh yes, we remember your pancakes. Uh, that you yourself did not make, I your roommate's girlfriend no, made no, no, them. No, 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 You photographed I, them. I mixed, I stirred, I whisked. I just didn't. Girlfriend. Yeah, I didn't right. actually grill the hot cakes. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, 
No, yeah, I've, uh, we've got some very cool stuff that I'm working on, some cool new videos, some cool new looks at the series, uh, some of which will be coming sooner rather than later. Uh, and, of course, worth knowing that next week we'll be back with This Week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Plug, plug, plug. Um, for the, you know, because every Wednesday after a new episode we do. Patrick's giving me a weird look, so I'm going to throw it over to him. What you got going on, Patrick? What's going on in the world of animation and uh, uh, the film industry? Let's stick with animation because you said it first, and animation alphabetically comes before film industry. So this Not Saturday, if you spell animation with a Z. Zanimation? Z- no, the Z is silent. Oh, okay. Anyways, this Saturday, 9 p.m., Eastern Time on Disney XD, we have a new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors. This is the culmination of conflicts between Spider-Man and Arnim Zola. Uh, Spider-Man's personality, Spider-Man's essence gets sucked into Arnim Zola, and the Web Warriors need to help free him from Arnim Zola's clutches. That's pretty cool, right? Isn't Mark... Do you think it's pretty cool that we have one new episode of uh, our animated series this weekend? I mean, I'm a big Arnim Zola fan, so yeah. Yeah, so you'd be totally satisfied with just that one new episode, correct? If it's got Arnim Zola in it, sure. Well, strap in, young Strom, because following that brand new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors, we have the series premiere two-part, one-hour event of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. It's finally happening. It's starting this Saturday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Disney XD. You get two episodes of this awesome new series. That's one more than one. Absolutely. And two more than zero. So even better. Three more than negative one. You might have been able to, you might have caught the uh, first episode, the pilot episode. There was a special preview a week, uh, no, a few weeks ago now. It was on September 5th. We're going to be showing that episode as well as the other, the second part of this big two-part event. So definitely make sure to tune in this Saturday at 9 p.m. for a new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors, followed by the series premiere of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy in a two-part event, and that's pretty awesome because we've been building up to this for quite some time. You're telling me. And we do have some... uh, We we released some stuff from the uh, film industry, as you called it, out now on 3D Digital and Digital HD? Yeah, Digital HD. That sounds about right. Yeah, Digital HD and 3D Digital. Marvel's... Avengers Age of Ultron uh, is out now. So we released a c- two clips by the time you're listening to this. And uh, so you got that going for you. You also have a- another clip should hit tomorrow. If tomorrow is Friday, September 24th. But I really have no idea when you're listening to this. But, yes, we're releasing some clips to celebrate the fact that it's coming out on Blu-ray and 3D Blu-ray and DVD and digital SD and VOD on October 2nd. So that is pretty cool. Oh, and, you know what, I totally forgot when I was talking about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. We're releasing interviews this week. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, we're releasing some interviews with the voice talent. That Lorraine and Judy put together. Absolutely. So keep your eyes out for that. And if you can't get enough of the film industry side of things, then you uh, should check out the top 10 terrible threats in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I just posted that uh, today. So depending on when you listen to this, it doesn't really matter. Find it on the net. On the net. You, can just, you can just Google. You can just Bing it on Google or Google it on Bing. <laughs> top 10 terrible threats. Um, if you need some more pointers uh, on, on finding this listicle, then you can also type in Legacy of Brutality because I was able, Mark has no idea what I'm talking about. And even though he kind of like copy edited it, he's not at all familiar with why I slipped Legacy of Brutality in there. And that's because it's a, it's a Misfits album and it's almost October. So Spooky Misfits. And that's, that's one of my favorite albums because that's uh, the album with hybrid moments on it, which you know might be my all time favorite Misfits song. We have like three pieces of news every week and somehow we managed to drag this on for 10 minutes. Legacy of Brutality. All Top right. 10 Terrible Threats. All right, all right. Uh, stay tuned because Patrick will be back with Steven Mr. Wacker. Right. That's right. We're going to have a new episode of Wacker and the Wolfman. Um, so that's pretty exciting. We'll talk even more about animation. So if you haven't gotten enough, you're about to get more. I'm retiling that segment, Whack the Wolfman. No, you're not. Yeah, By the way, good. feel free to reply to at Marvel and at the Wolfman and probably at Agent M with what your favorite Misfits song is or use the hashtag WolfMisfitMan. And you know what? Include at Ben J. Morse in there because at Ben J. Morse's definition of new hip music is still the Beatles. So he would probably appreciate that. Um, all right. Well, as always, we thank you all for listening. We'll chat with you in seven more days. Till then, have a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous week. And as always, I apologize for the Wolfman. He forgot his Ovaltine. Hello out there this week in Marvel. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking this is one of uh, a, a brand new episode of What Up Wolfman, which is an episode of the podcast where I talk to myself. But no, we have the triumphant return of Marvel animation uh, person Stephen. Person. Gregory Wacker. Gregory? Vice person. Vice person. Uh, I brought some people today with me. You've brought some – is that proper English there? What's that? I've brought some people today I, with me. I, that sounds I like have, Yoda speak. I have brought some people uh, with me. We do own Yoda, though, so people I guess it's okay. People with me, I have. People with hmm, – yes. Uh, why don't you tell us, starting with your left, my across, why don't you tell us who we have? With me um, – uh, <laughs> uh, do you know executive do on uh, Ultimate Spider-Man and uh, Guardians of the New Guardians of the Galaxy series, Mr. Harrison Wilcox? He's been here before. Hello, hello. Do you have anybody else here with you? I do. potentially to my right. There are two other people. There, uh, Kalia Chang, who is a manager in our development department. Hello, Kalia Chang. Hello. That was Kalia's voice. Nailed not it. Me doing Nailed Kalia's it. Voice. This is off to a great and I start. I also have uh, one of the people that really keeps this place running. Uh, I don't know the actual title, so you do have to speak to that. I don't want to screw it up. But uh, we have uh, Amanda Goodbread. Casting and recording manager. 
has some recording that so Amanda's job during the records uh, is not only to work with the uh, voice director um, but to work with the actors um, and to work with the recording studio to keep things mo moving if you're from the theater world I liken it a lot to a stage manager okay say I'm not thing. from the theater world which I'm not well my life in the boards <laughs> was long and luscious. so uh, Amanda do you work on all the shows or just specific Anything Marvel Animation runs through me. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm kind of like the Kermit of the studio. Kermit. Kermit. Is that another Star Wars reference? Is that the Muppets? We oh, spoilers, oh, the Muppets. spoilers for episode seven. I've heard, I've heard, wait a second, Kermit's gonna be on? <laughs> is that what you guys are trying to tell I me? I can't uh, confirm or deny who Captain Phasma is. Oh boy, I know that Captain Phasma is real tall. That's what I know. <laughs> and uh, Kalia. Without referencing the Muppets or theater, could you tell us a little bit about what your role is here at uh, Marvel Animation? Okay. Uh, I'm an animation manager of development, so that means I work on all of the shows before anyone knows about them. And then when people know about them, then I'm like, hey, I did that. <laughs> so Ke uh, Kalia worked uh, with myself, with Court Lane, with Jeff Loeb uh, in uh, in developing the, sh the Guardian series with uh, our uh, story editor Marty Eisenberg, and uh, really, you know, getting uh, getting the whole team together um, and making sure we we're all moving in the, the right direction. Kalia also m helps to make sure everybody gets paid, which is why people tend to love her. Ooh, I might Almost need to hit you up. I need, <laughs> need to hit you up about that. Find out why, where my check is. Uh, that might not be. I, I, if I just need like ten bucks, I might hit you up. If that's all right. Gotta run it through the system, but I'm sure we can make sure something happens. Your check went to these new microphones. Ooh, fancy. Very yeah, people fancy. can't at home can't see. Uh, these are new microphones in that they're the same microphones except now they have a stickers on them that they say have stickers Marvel. on them that say Marvel, like we're doing a live newscast. And it's mostly because uh, Steve kept trying to take the microphones home, and I would catch him. <laughs> and we're also uh, we have uh, Marvel Copter One. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, how's the traffic looking on the uh, on the 101 headed down towards? Uh, well, you got the grapevine and the 405. I, I have a very a rhythmic helicopter. <laughs> no, I'm gonna oh, land. Oh, okay, yeah. Why don't you take it on in? This take it on in. I'm gonna take it in. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, this week's Ultimate Spider-Man episode? Well, uh, this week on Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, unfortunately Bruised we can't. We can't. <laughs> we can't pay for the emphysema treatments, sadly. Uh, but no, on this uh, this week's brand new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man: Web Warriors, this is the uh, the conclusion to an arc that involves Arnim Zola, voiced by Mark Hamill, I believe is his name. I think that's it. I think that's it. I think Fam you did your research. F famous for Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. I think we can break some news here for our what? Li listeners. Uh, I can confirm that Mark Hamill is in Episode 7 of Star Wars. Wait a second. Did you I run this by Amanda to see if it's okay that we say this? It's okay. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, uh, so so Harrison, why don't you tell us what's happening on this week's episode? Sure. Uh, in this one, Arnim Zola has laid waste with his Hydra forces and his Synthozoid army to all of S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy, and all that is left standing is Spider-Man, Cloak, Rhino, and Agent Venom, and it's the four of them up against all of Hydra and all of Arnim Zola. And uh, there's a lot of character moments going back and forth. Rhino and 
Agent Venom, as we've seen in previous episodes, don't really get along. Oh, typical. Yeah. So Spidey has to not only save the day, but get these two these two guys who never have gotten along to somehow work together. And uh, speaking of people who don't get along, Kalia, out of everyone in the office, who do you not get along with? Definitely not the person to my right. And, <laughs> and that would be Harrison. Yeah. So she definitely doesn't not get along with you. I'm not sure how those also, negative... Also, uh, Steve's my favorite. Oh, Kalia, he, that's... Uh, he's kind of the coolest guy here. We call him the Fonzie of uh, Marvel Animation. Very oh, uh, thank you, Kalia. That was so nice of you to say. Very authentic. He doesn't know it, but we do. <laughs> so uh, that's... that's Fonzie. <laughs> That's, we got a lot of cross-promotion going on this week. We've got Star Wars. We've got Muppets. Do we have Muppet comic books? Modern Family debuts tonight at uh, 8 o'clock on Channel 7. And Jimmy Kimmel's show is probably still going on. Sure. I'm sure that's on at night. Absolutely. Uh, so that's what we got going on in Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors. But that is not the only new episode in Marvel Animation this week. Who wants to break the news about what series is premiering? this week well uh this sunday the sunday right uh, maybe there is something premiering on sunday that i'm unaware of Watch every follow day. this follow every this day. follow this train what is it that's premiering Drive this right. sunday watch every day this weekend is the uh this weekend premiere that is correct it is this weekend guardians of the galaxy and and uh, you might know of something happening on Sunday, but Saturday, it's Saturday. <laughs> at, that we will edit <laughs> at nine thirty. Nine thirty Saturday p.m. Night. Saturday night. You are correct. P.m. means night, listeners. Absolutely. That's what. Uh, that's Except what, on the East Coast, since they're ahead of us, it's the morning. Correct. Uh, I always I always get the conversion wrong. The East Coast but, of Africa, baby. <laughs> Yes, the eastern coast of Africa, which is where most of our listeners are listening so, from. So uh, we premiered, we did a sneak peek of the first episode of Guardians a couple weeks ago on Disney XD. Uh, there's a lot of excitement around that. Um, and we had shown the episode at the uh, at uh, San, Diego. Uh, San Diego Comic Convention. So now for the first time, people are going to see how that, how that first episode. Uh, that first story ends with an hour-long uh, premiere special on Saturday night. We're really excited about it. And uh, Amanda, have you seen both of those episodes? I think so. She <laughs> thinks so. That's the uh, very the definitive. One, the ones about, uh, yeah, Amanda works on a lot of shows. These are the ones with the raccoon, the one who likes uh, guns, not the other raccoon. Isn't that the one with the ferret? Uh, the ferret one we have not uh, announced yet. And also not Squirrel Girl. No, she's she's, she's a little ultimate Spider-Man. She's slightly feral, uh, so kind of in that wheelhouse of of raccoons. But uh, yeah, so this is we've been we've been having shorts to to lead up lead to this it. premiere. Yep. We've got Will Friedle's in it. We've got uh, Vanessa Marshall's in it. Vanessa Marshall, Trevor Duvall, Dave Sobolov, Kevin Michael Richardson, uh, and uh, yeah, the cast goes on and on. It's it's for my money, the premier voice cast in animation today. And that's res and Amanda's responsible for the voice cast, right? That's right. She tells them exactly what to do and when to do it. And you hired them, correct? <laughs> and you pay them out of your own pocket, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you, Amanda, so much for all of the work you've done. <laughs> I mean, Steve, Kalia, Harrison, I'm sure you've 
helped to some degree, but clearly it's Amanda that we have to thank for this show coming together. Agreed. So make sure this Saturday at 9 p.m. you watch Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors, followed by two episodes of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And then that'll be – both of those shows will be airing Saturday nights going forward. Yeah, and I hope people uh, hit Marvel up on Twitter or Facebook, whatever. Let us know what you think. Uh, we're really uh, excited I about I feel this like show. I know what they'll think. They'll say that they like it. Okay. They'll say that they love it. And we will receive no other comments on Marvel's Twitter or Facebook about anything other than how much they love Marvel's Guardians of the and Galaxy. somehow – Ryan Panagos will get free stuff out of this. Yeah, absolutely. He'll at least be able to watch these episodes for free. <laughs> well, uh, Amanda, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining us. I'm sorry. Thanks for having us. And that was Kalia. <laughs> and Harrison, you were kind of uh, forced into this. So thanks for putting up with Steve. And Steve's pretty much the best dresser here. Oh, Kalia. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so nice. I that was my voice. <laughs> And uh, until next week, make sure to cartoon, cartoon in, in question sure mark. All right, guys. Uh, we got some fun stuff going on. Ben, what's up? Yo, we have got a special guest who is also a regular guest. We've had him on many times before, and if it were up to us, we'd have him on every week. We love Jerry Duggan. Jerry Duggan, how are you, buddy? Hi, thanks for having me back, despite my earlier appearances. You are. <laughs> who's give me? You you should know this. This is your field. Who's like? Who's someone who appeared on the Tonight Show more than anybody? Uh, it's probably like I don't know whether the old Tonight Show like Rip Torn that he run through with some confetti. I'm your Rip Torn. Yeah, you're Rip Torn. I like that. I'm here to confetti you. Yeah, just throw confetti everywhere and um, do a great cameo in Wayne's World too. I'd much rather be your Rip Torn than be the Steven Seagal of SNL who's never allowed back or never allowed go. even to watch the show again. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, you can be our Rip Torn. Um, <laughs> man, it seems like not that long ago when you were just breaking in during Marvel Now, trying your hand at Deadpool, and now you write all our books. It's been, a, <laughs> it's been quite it's an ascent to stardom. I've been I've been very very lucky. Uh, the editors Axel and, and Jordan and Nick and and everyone that that uh, I've had a chance to work with has, uh, that has given me uh, a crack to to do something other than sort of uh, you know the the jokey stuff. Uh, I'm always yeah. very grateful to be able to flex some other muscles. Uh, now to be able to you know be in Tom's office, you know it does feel like I'm in like some crazy make my last wish thing. <laughs> You know, or, yeah, let him write an Avengers book. He's he's not going to be here very long. Oh man! Oh, went dark, dark early, <laughs> early on. Less it's than two minutes dark in, with me. It's we just started there. Well, we are we are. You're not you're not the only lucky one. We're all lucky to get to read your stuff. And starting too, we're going to get to like you said, read you doing an Avengers book, and not just any Avengers book, but Uncanny Avengers, which of course launched with the premise coming out of AVX of being kind of the Unity Squad, the team that's going to bring together mutants and humans. Now, that's still a little baked into the premise of the book, but there's there's been some twists added. Uh, am, am I right? There, yeah, because life eight months later uh, is more complicated. Uh, mm -hmm. Life in the Marvel Universe, um, there is, you know, a situation that the um, 
the the Terrigen mists are uh, causing some uh, problems outside of the inhuman community that make unity an even more difficult thing to strive for. So, um, you know, this is an important team to Rogers. Uh, Steve Rogers uh, basically handpicked uh, everyone for this squad, including Deadpool, um, which if you are listening and, you know, the, the hair is standing up on the back of your neck, I, I think if you've been reading Deadpool, it feels a little bit more earned. If you yeah. are, have not been reading Deadpool, you might say to yourself, well, you know, how could this be possible? And I think we tried to use uh, our story in Avengers Zero as basically the clutch. You know, we hit the clutch pretty hard to be able to shift Deadpool into the book. And I think right. at the end of those eight pages, we'll make, um, you know, skeptics uh, Deadpool fans. You know, of it's course, an easy... skeptics of Deadpool as Avenger, that concept. Yes. Uh, and, and look, you know, it makes sense for Steve, who is physically diminished at this point, to um, look to Deadpool as the, as the muscle, as the torpedo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan's gone, Steve is diminished, and here's Wade. Well, he, he gets to kill two birds with one stone. He gets to have a little bit of muscle on this team, and then he keeps Deadpool out of trouble. The more that Deadpool is avenging, the less that he's Deadpooling. Um, <laughs> and and so it, we've had a lot of fun. Um, I actually was resistant to Deadpool being on the book for about 10 minutes, and Tom huh. talked me into it. Wow. Um, I would have yeah, loved to hear that conversation. That oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, it was really funny. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot. There's actually some other things I wish I could say because we have some surprises in the first couple of issues that I think uh, – you know, people will have a hard time uh, seeing coming, and I hope that they arrive unspoiled. And, of course, if you guys want to uh, know what Rick was referring to as far as Deadpool earning his spot, what a what a perfect time to read the full run of Deadpool that you and Brian and the various artists did. Yeah, but we've that's, been... That's really the best way to catch up. Totally, and I think a lot of it now is uh, on Marvel Unlimited. I'm not quite sure the sort of... The finale is posted yet, but we're probably coming up on on that by the as time, well. I think by the time Uncanny Avengers is out, you guys should be able to read all of Deadpool on Marvel Unlimited, and of course, there are various other ways you can read it now. Um, but that that that's yesterday. We won't dwell there. We'll we'll look to tomorrow, <laughs> which is Uncanny Avengers. So, other than Deadpool and Steve, who you kind of just touched on, run down the roster for me. As you said, Steve handpicked these uh, these team members. Uh, Rogue is uh, assuming the uh, mantle of field leadership. Um, she's mm-hmm. more than earned it. Um, yes. She uh, is not a, a great uh, fan or admirer of our new Inhuman character, uh, mm-hmm. who uh, is uh, has the uh, codename of uh, Synapse, and she is basically uh, an, an, uh, a bioelectrical engineer. She's sort of an electrician of the brain. And so if this were a D&D campaign, she would be my priest or druid class uh, character. <laughs> and she can uh, sort of buff and nerf people in different ways. And uh, she it. has some uh, some exciting. It's fun to find uh, ways to exciting, you know, that are exciting to use a character that can't just fly and punch. And believe me, I'm very happy to have Rogue on the team because I love a flying and punching Rogue. Um, but but this is it's, it pro- provides 
you know, an, another avenue for, for sort of cool action scenes. And I'm always grateful for that. And, and actually having mutants on this team and having a human on this team and having humans on this team, you know, really puts us at the intersection of a lot of the strife in the Marvel universe. I just want to so, say real quick before we move off Rogue that for people who are, as you mentioned before, Deadpool skeptics, the idea of Deadpool being an Avenger, let's not forget that when Rogue debuted, she was yes. the villain who took out Cap, Thor, and Iron Man. And the fact that she's now a Steve Rogers handpicked Avenger and she's earned that, that's, that's something to keep totally. in mind. Yeah. I, uh, there's actually a fun moment where, you know, uh, there are some meta aspects anytime Deadpool shows up. And, yep. you know, Rogue sort of speaks for those other Deadpool skeptics. And, you know, yeah. Steve is very quick in that first issue to say, remember when we met. And, and yeah. you know, it's it's one of my favorite sort of first appearances, first of all, and then also to be able yeah, to reflect people. that years later. You know, uh, in in my first Avengers comic is Very you know cool. I'm, I'm I'm living the dream. So I'm I'm yeah. thrilled to be able to have uh, a lot of fun at, at while well, these characters won't necessarily be having much uh, yeah. fun uh, at least at the top. But that's, uh, but that's you know, what they're for. But, but that's, that's the best. You know, I'm yeah, I'm there to sort of pull the pull the wings off, put them under <laughs> a you know a magnifying glass in the hot sun and torture them a little bit. Uh, um, Dr. Voodoo is on the squad. Yeah, yes. and, and he is uh, quickly becoming one of my favorite parts. Yeah, Reminder and, and Paolo did this great miniseries years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think you, it was uh, Dr. Voodoo, uh, the uh, Avenger of the Supernatural. Yep. And that I really turned well. me on to the potential of Dr. Voodoo. And uh, I just sent off a script that has, I think, one of my favorite beats in this first arc um I, I did some notes for tom and it's off to stegman to be drawn and it's such a cool voodoo beat and it's a nice reveal that um you know i'm really excited about him and uh uh also on the squad we have um uh porch which i guess i can say now i sort of was stumbling he's out there on the it. cover so yeah but he's he's there on the cover uh he's um changed uh you know post uh secret wars and you know will not not necessarily physically changed but he is you know a different guy uh emotionally and and we'll find out why later and i don't want to yeah. say too much no but um but he's uh, been a real joy to write particularly with uh spider-man and deadpool on the squad yeah um, and, fi- and, and final member of the Fantastic Four to have never been an Avenger, so you're you're making history. Oh my god, I didn't realize that. I guess yeah. that's right. Oh yep, wow, the other, the other so three cool. always show up for all those big reunions, and he's always left out in the pardon the pun <laughs> cold. So there you go. He um he uh, surprised me when I was writing the finale to the first arc, and mm-hmm. um with what he sort of uh, realized and uh, about this squad. And he became pretty quickly. He became the conscience in my mind for the book, and and so I've I've had a real fun time uh, writing him. And here's the best part of this this squad, and I'm not even sure if you know this yet. Ah, uh, there's a secret mission for the squad. And I did not know this. Yeah, there's there's a uh, you know they are in front of the curtain. 
uh, Steve has assembled them to project unity for the Marvel Universe. And behind the scenes, um, they have a, a quiet but a secret uh, and important task uh, that huh. is very important both to the A quotient of the team and the X quotient. Interesting. Um, so, okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really fun. Uh, I've been very grateful to be able to, you know, pick up the mantle uh, from Rick and to be able to work with Tom and Stegman has been a, a real, uh, let's face it, he's been a pain in the ass to work with. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, yeah, anyone who's ever spoken to him would know that. But, but so talented um, and, and yeah, really wonderful. Yeah, it, it is. You wish you could like be a like a talent vampire and drain it out yeah. of them. Just take it, it and give it to someone. Someone, just someone to more someone deserving. Right, exactly. Someone nice. <laughs> someone yeah. nice. But he, he's doing the work of his career. Uh, unfortunately for him, it's the the, the work is saddled with my name. But uh, the, <laughs> the the book is is beautiful looking, and uh, I, I hope that uh, you know we're we're living up to both the. Uh, you know, great Avengers stories of the past and the great X-Men stories. And this is going to be a very sort of fun and uh, chaotic, uh, hard landing into this new Marvel universe. And uh, did you, did you mention Quicksilver? I didn't. No, Pietro. Yeah. I wanted wanted to make sure we didn't leave him out. I'm, I'm sorry. You know what? I, I sort of was trying to remember whether people knew that Johnny Storm was on the team. Yeah. And I skipped right over. You know what? I mentioned Quicksilver, but I just mentioned it so fast you couldn't hear it. Yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Pietro is uh, – Pietro still has that same um, acidic wit and personality. But Pietro, when we meet him eight months later, something very um, – surprising i think has happened to him and that is that he is really enjoying life he's yeah. he is uh liberated um from the knowledge that he is magneto's son uh we learned that uh before we went into secret wars and you know this has resulted uh in uh the twins dealing with this in, in very different ways. Um, you know, I'll let uh, James uh, tell his story about Wanda and Pietro in this book is, you know, he's having a, a, a meal or a drink in every time zone to enjoy the sunset with uh, the company of, you know, fabulous people around the world. So it's, it's neat. It's a very it's different kind of now, crossover. It is. It's a different kind of quicksilver. It's still the same guy, but he is unburdened. And, yeah. uh, you know, we'll see how long I can possibly make his life um, fun and good. Yeah, there's always, there's always, it. Yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll but see. He, and, he and Voodoo have a, a really um, great moment in, in oh, issue cool. three that, 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 that they share. Um, a that, I would never that, have thought of. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's honestly, you know, there's so many times where, you know, it's it's almost like an improv class where it's yeah. yes and, you know, sometimes yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you 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 might not uh, necessarily have the the two characters you would have picked. And in fact, that was true of me on my Hulk run where I wouldn't mm. have picked a, a smart Hulk, you know, if I could have and then that ended up being a very sort of interesting gift, you know, right. to be able to say, "Hey, 
You know, it's like those cooking shows I don't watch. I'm like, oh, I guess <laughs> this is the ingredient. And then all of a sudden. These are the ingredients you have. Work with them. Yeah. Yeah. But very grateful for for that opportunity, cool. you know. All right, man. Well, we talked about the premise. We talked about the roster. Before I let you go, is there anything else you want to kind of mention about the this opening uh, opening salvo on Uncanny Avengers? You know, go into it with uh, an open mind, whether you love the idea of Deadpool being on the team or you hate the idea of Deadpool being on the team. Uh, what, if you know have, that, what if you have no strong feelings about Deadpool being on the team? I think if you had no strong feelings, if you were neutral by the end, I would think that you would see the value in Deadpool. And there's a moment Excellent. in issue four in the, in the climax of that first arc that um, really sort of uh, it's the Lebowski rug for the Uncanny Avengers. It really ties the whole room together. Nice. I, I think nice. I think we're gonna make some fans. Uh, I love it. And I'm 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 really excited. I hope you pre-order it. Check out Avengers Zero. Uh, there's an eight-page story in there. And yep. then also, if you did want to see sort of how Deadpool earned this, there's a one-shot that's on Marvel Unlimited, uh, the Death of Wolverine. Yeah, uh, Deadpool and Captain America special that uh, yep. sort of shows you the path that Rogers had set. Uh, Highly recommend. On. And I would, Thank and you. I would say, and I would say specifically to go back and read uh, Good and Bad and the Ugly, the arc you yeah, that was, on Deadpool. That was, you know, the cornerstone of the Deadpool that we wrote in that arc was that no one wanted to be seen, even photographed with him, right. for, you know, let alone have uh, some sort of team up. And then that began to change, and then this is probably a separate conversation, but in the new arc of Deadpool, you know, we're sort of embracing what happens when you become popular. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so Deadpool's life after the jump is, is very different, and he's actually partially funding the Avengers. Well, uh, cool. Let's... Which makes it difficult to, to yeah. even really, uh, you know, kick him off the squad yeah. on the, yeah, on the let's... Avengers team. Let's leave it there because we'll have you back to talk Deadpool in a little bit. But uh, for now, everyone, check out Avengers number zero and check out Uncanny Avengers by Jerry and the Despicable Ryan Stegman. Yeah, the Despicable Ryan Stegman. That's fantastic. Cool. Love it. All right. Thanks Thanks for taking the time, pal. Hey, thank you for having me on, and uh, I'll talk again soon. Okie dokie. Wow. Those were some spectacular interviews. Yeah, well I done. Say. I, yeah. You conducted both of them. Yeah, I was definitely present for one. You were one, present and for one, and you, one yeah. yeah, you did the other one. Yeah. So, All right, guys, it's the time of the show where we turn it over to you and attempt to answer your questions and comments. Starting this week with Twim fan Tyler Short. Has Luke Cage ever fought The Thing? Luke Cage has actually famously fought The Thing uh, when Luke replaced The Thing in the Fantastic Four and then came under control of the Puppet Master, uh, they had a big fight. It was on the cover and everything. Puppet Master is such a dick. Yeah, he's a jerk. Ugh. But yeah, Luke Cage fought the thing. Uh, pretty sure the thing won. But to be fair to Luke Cage, he was mind controlled. That's so fair. that's always that's always a mulligan. Yeah. Uh, somewhat. Ben J. Morse says uh, saw an ad for NY Super Week. That's New York Super Week on the subway today. Are you ready for the This Week in Marvel at Discovery Times Square? And then he tagged New York Comic Con. Very well written tweet. Yeah, it's great. Um, so what's it? That's going to be on October sixth at seven p.m. at Discovery Times Square. Uh, you guys can look up on New York Super Week for more information, and we hope to see anyone who's going to be in the New York area. We hope to see you there. We have limited seats, so we're going to send out an RSVP email. Um, I believe first to Marvel Limited Plus members, but we'll share that. Um, we're we've got 
tons of giveaways actually i think yeah. we're we're looking to make sure everyone who comes gets something for free it's a record setting giveaway and i'm also looking at get, getting something for everyone who comes which will be really important for when you get to the marvel booth at new york comic Con. Ooh, i'm intrigued yeah uh if it all works according to plan it's going to be great you're going to spend uh you know an hour hour and a half with us laughing yep. maybe some singing uh who knows oh yeah the value you get with us is incredible yeah other super week make you events make you pay to go yeah we say no you're gonna come for free and walk out with something extra i saw an ad for a kevin smith thing and i was like kevin smith's great but i mean man would i rather watch me yeah is what i thought to <laughs> i always and watch me I was like, and that's just, that, yeah, it's a bonus. It's great. So hope to see you guys there. Let us know if you're coming. Uh, use the hashtag This Week in Marvel or just tweet at us. Um, Kate Bengert says, jamming out to Coheed and Cambria, great band, on my way to the comic shop. What's on your new comic book day playlist? You know, it's interesting because mm. I don't think we celebrate new comic book day in the no, same ways. Because definitely not in the same We've read the books beforehand. Right. And a lot of those, I, I because I read so many comics to begin with, uh, I don't necessarily go out and get a lot of new comics on New Comic Book Day. Yeah. Um, and also for my music, I'm uh, every day is different. It's like whatever's in my head that I want to listen to. Yeah, I mostly listen to podcasts. Hmm. Little music sometimes, but mostly podcasts. Okay. Yeah. What are you listening to? Oh, I just got done with the How Did This Get Made on Maximum Overdrive. That was a lot of fun. And then I just started on Austin's interview with Scott Hall. Today. I have 62 podcasts in my Oy. queue. Oy. I'm so I, I can never it's, catch up. I, so yeah. I'm just going from the bottom up. Um, I yesterday Sorry I was from shaking. The bottom, now we here. That's a that's a song. It's, it's a song. Uh, I was shaking with laughter listening to How Did This Get Made, where they talked about View to a Kill. I've never seen that one. Or uh, never listened to that one. That was great. It was one of their live episodes, uh, and they it's a James Bond movie, mm. and they had two guys from a James Bond podcast on oh that's great it was really really funny uh it was i loved it uh and also new podcast that i love uh is called goodfellas minute yeah it is done by i fanboy guys josh uh connor and ron and it's a uh basically they stole the idea from star wars minute they got their approval and like okay for it uh so the idea behind it is they take a movie one minute at a time and do an episode about it Holy Literally crap. one minute. That is ambitious. And so they're doing. They're doing Goodfellas. They're doing Goodfellas. Imagine. Yes. And the first episode, I learned about who did the title uh, treatment, like the title cards. Insane. The produce. Like I learned so much, and the first minute is predominantly the titles rolling, uh, and like up to a very short point where you start oh. to see the characters. That's crazy. I and like that a lot. They're doing a new episode every day, five days a week. Uh, they have about four months that they're doing it. I think I'm going to be on the show at one point with them because they're friends of mine. Yeah. But it's really, really... Like, have you seen Goodfellas? Because uh, you should probably watch it first. <laughs> like, maybe I'll watch it. I don't, I'm just going to go in blind. Have you really never watched Goodfellas? Oh, come on. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, so I love the movie. I, I think it's great. And they're short, which is one of the other things I yeah. love. They're looking to do no more than 20 minutes. The first That's episode great. is 15 minutes. I think today's episode is 11 minutes. Wow. Uh, really, really good. That's pretty cool. That's a really neat idea. Kudos to you guys. Yeah, and I was like, oh, sh should we rip that off and do it too? I was what, like, do we like don't a, have enough like a, time. Like a page a day? No, we would do the MCU oh. one minute at a time. <laughs> but I was like, I, no, what, we don't have time. What time that. do we have? What are you, what are you thinking? Uh, and it. talking <laughs> about Coheed and Cabria, uh, they sent me their new record. Yes. And it's great. 
And they're going to be on Marvel Live. Yeah. At New York Comic Con. Yes. Which we'll talk more about probably next week. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, those splash pages in Little ABX are, this is back to Cade Banger. Those splash pages in Little ABX are amazing. Need to get these digitally for my desktop background. I used uh, Little Marvel a lot for my desktop background during Secret Wars. Although currently, as you saw, I'm using Karnak. Yeah. Uh, number two. Because I remember you came by and you're like, who's that guy? I'm like, that's <laughs> Karnak, man. It's perfect because he's like chopping something, but it's like in perfect position that it looks like it's dividing my two sides of my desktop. Yeah. Totally unrelated to anything. Yes. I meant to tell you yesterday, I saw a great uh, bit from an Ultraman series. Uh, I, I'm enjoying a lot of Ultraman and getting okay. deeper into that stuff, but uh, where Ultraman does an Enziguri. Oh, I was there like, we go. Yeah, he does an Enziguri on one of the, the kaiju. It was great. It's always interesting to watch older, like even early 90s wrestling, which I've been doing on the network a lot, when they didn't like names for moves weren't commonplace mm. to like see what they call a hurricane rana like they'll call it like a reverse victory roll Whoa. or if they do an integer they're just like karate kick <laughs> stuff like that it's fascinating to me yeah. uh back to kate bender again um Philippe andrade's art in siege is really unique makes the book stand out from the rest of my poll this week agreed he did a great job on that love renew my vows as a run i really enjoy an ongoing of this title clear that dan slot had a lot of fun with it uh you're not the only one who has expressed that desire so keep writing, and at some point, they'll have to uh, they'll have to listen, right? Sure, that's how they the don't world have, works. They don't have to listen. Mm. Um, they might though. Uh, a New Hope, which, as I understand, is Star Wars Episode Four. This is true. Star Wars Episode Four <laughs> came out in 1977. Wait, so here's here's a question. Mm-hmm. Do you say uh, a New Hope, Episode Four, or Star Wars? I say Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Bonus. We get a lot of fun. Right. Yes. Um, is it still too soon for Deadpool, Deadpool to make Aunt Beru jokes? Because she died. Spoilers. Sorry. Spoilers for 1977 <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, oh, no. What have I done? Um, you I ruined know. the integrity <laughs> of this show. Um, yeah, that's our first spoiler. Yeah. Ever. Uh, what do you think? Is it too soon? Yeah. Definitely. Still too soon. Still too soon. It's hard. Yep. Mark Wade and Chris Somney introduced me to Daredevil and made me love him truly the end of an era. Cade. Number one, there's really good Daredevil stuff coming up from Charles Soule and Ron Garney. Not to discount that the stuff that Mark and Chris, not to mention Paul Rivera and Marcos Martin, that was all amazing. Javier Rodriguez. Javier Rodriguez. Um, Mike Allred on one issue. Yeah. Um, but there's so much good Daredevil that you can go back and read. Matt, Matt Wilson. Matt Wilson. i got to make sure um, his colors are so good. There, if you were just introduced to Daredevil, you are in luck, sir, because Daredevil is a rich history you can go back and read. Some of it very different than the Mark Wade stuff, but mm. a lot of good stuff you can mm. go back and read. I, we were in a, I was in a meeting with President of uh, I thought you were going to say President Obama. Yeah. I was going to say I was in a meeting with President Obama. Me and Barry were hanging out. We were just yeah. talking. Uh, no, uh, in a, with uh, Marvel uh, Publishing and TV President Dan Buckley, mm-hmm. uh, we were just talking about like experiences being younger and going to get comics, and he was saying how he would riding around when he was a kid going to different stores trying to get the Frank Miller issues mm. of Daredevil uh, and and how exciting it was reading those comics, and I like that because it's a different like he was a kid or younger reading those, and now we have people who are having a similar experience, being really excited by Daredevil. It's great, absolutely Daredevil. He translates, man. Looking to expand my comic horizons. If you had to recommend, I like this. If you had to recommend one series from off the beaten path, what would it be? And that's kind of what we do with PrimURC. Yeah, you know, sometimes like, sometimes. We, Talking about Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Next Wave to some people was was brand new. It was mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. off the off. 
Yeah. Last uh, Last Avenger story. Do we do that one? No, we've never done Last Avenger story. In my head, we've, we've always done, done it, it, so I've never. That's the two issue one you're talking yeah. about, right? Ariel, Vetti, and Peter David. Yeah. We need to do that. Yeah. We need to do that. <sighs> that's what I'm. Minute. That's what I'm. That's my answer. So that's your question. answer is Last Avenger story. Yeah. Um, we'll do it as a twim URC. I promise. That's a really good one. I will recommend. <sighs> what am I gonna recommend? I'm gonna say. Go back and read. Uh, I think everyone's read the main Annihilation books at this point. Go back and read some of those limited series. That Super led Scroll, into them. I love Super Scroll, Scroll, so much. Wraith, Ronin. Um, like I'm thinking the ones that like not Star Lord. We did on Twin URC, Nova. I think a lot of people have read, but some of those like lesser appreciated ones are really really good. Quasar. Um, yeah. If you want to dig even deeper and find out even more about the Cosmic Marvel universe, that's some really fun stuff. Silver Surfer. Uh, so the Annihilation minis, those are those are my picks. Righteous. That Silk last day's issue that ending messed me up. Got tearing up on the bus. That was a sad one. Also, I'm all for Jennifer Walters rocking the Mohawk. Love the look. That was in Civil War. Yeah. All new Hawkeye has been incredible. Definitely my sleeper hit for the year. Love every issue. Awesome. Fallout Four Battlefront and AKA Jessica Jones. It's Jessica Jones now, right? Correct. We got rid of the AKA. Yeah. So it's just Jessica Jones. Marvel's Jessica Jones. To be clear, it is Marvel's Jessica Jones, not just Jessica Jones, which would be <laughs> a great sitcom title. They all come out within two weeks of each other. There goes my social life. Dude. You're welcome. I. Are you a gamer? Do you play the video games? I do. Okay. Uh, you're, you play a little bit. You dabble yeah. here and there. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm currently uh, in Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay. Uh, craziness, and I like went to sleep thinking about it. Definitely you have a like, dream? It was on my mind, probably. I saved a little puppy in the game. That's true. And, and you mentioned like, that. So good. Good for you. Uh, but <laughs> I think about that, and I really hope that I get through it in time because I'm going to get deeply involved in both Battlefront and Fallout deeply 4. Deeply involved. Yes. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you find time to watch Jessica Jones, too. Well, yeah, I'm going to watch those beforehand. I'm going to watch right. those. That's, That's first. work. First I priority. Actually, uh, those, I have the first episode. I have to, there you go. I'm waiting on the oh, cool. other 12. All right, still with Kane Bedinger, we we got to get through this. Got to get through it. Somehow. Okay. Oh, my God, little chibi doom, adorable. That was from Secret Wars Journal. Wasn't buying the hype on Captain America White, but got talked into it by the comic shop employee. So good, so good. Did you send Edge uh I did. He never code? got back to me. I, was, I DM'd oh, it to him. I was uh, like, here's your code. You know, have it. It's a busy guy. Sure. Busy guy. But he broke it. He, like, hurt his hand. and that What? Was, did the, so he hurt his hand and looked like he needed like he was going to have some time off and I okay. was like you know like time off from what? I don't know isn't he shooting shows or something? no the show got cancelled not cancelled ended I don't know if it got cancelled or ended <laughs> it's not on anymore Haven you're going to get heat from Edge he's obviously not listening to this if he didn't uh, if he didn't grab your, your code and you know mm-hmm. he's got heat with us Alright, finally from Cade, officially filled my first short box of comics, not including my shelf of trades, feeling accomplished. Nice job, Cade. Yeah. Uh, Chris Vaughn says, so with Spider-Woman being pregnant, oh are we God. going to get a special Bone Zone variant with glow-in-the-dark die-cut cover? I have no answer for this. 100 <laughs> twin points to you, yeah. Chris Vaughn. Yeah. That is the worst. Yeah, it is the worst. Best comment yeah. we may get this week. Hopefully. I loved it so much. I can't see it going lower than <laughs> We've that. We've brought this upon ourselves. Yeah, that was your fault. Yeah. Uh, and I will accept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris also says, Re Secret Wars. Also, do not forget that this was close to the time that Spider-Man also beat Fire Lord in Amazing Spider-Man 270. He didn't just beat Fire Lord. He humiliated he him. beat the living crap out yeah, of he him. He really... He viciously pummeled him. It's 
awful. Really destroyed him. Oh, sad. Sad for poor. I all the fire. I had that issue yesterday, so it was <laughs> like extra relevant. Sad for all the Fire Lord fans. Yeah, all fives of them. Yeah. That's Strommy likes Fire Lord. He probably I just have a loves feeling. I just have Fire a feeling. Lord. Dude, how do you not like Fire Lord? Oh, Fire Lord's though? great. He's got a giant stick that has fire on either end. His and hair's fire. Flies. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm going to go do stuff and then get beaten. I was reading uh, the Jim Valentino Guardians of the Galaxy from the 90s, uh. and Fire Lord's in it because he's immortal as a Herald of Galactus, and they try to get him to join the team, but he's kind of like too good for it, and Mickey's totally in love with him because he has flame hair just like she does. Like, that's pretty much the reason i love it because he's like an a-lister in uh 90s guardians of the galaxy Those the poor, future the oof. 31st century fire lord is he is the bomb how far we've fallen <laughs> yeah. in a century in, in a millennium um all right daniel willis says to blake garris you once edited out a, over a minute of strami and Mingnas laughing from this week in marvel criminal we need that audio how did how did that get revealed i don't uh, might have been on that segment we don't listen. It was in probably in our discussion on 200, okay. where it was me, you, Strami, and Wolfman talking. It's, or it could have been in. It's like I don't listen to their segments, and I think I didn't even listen to them when we were talking. That's to them. fair. That, that's how it went. Yeah. DJ Fanko says uh, to Paul Degnan, "Great job getting this week in Marvel out on iTunes podcast day and date with the site. I appreciate it." Yeah. So Paul and Paul Stan, was the guy who did it. Paul, Paul yeah, and Stan, Stan's Stan Chan, too. Stan Chan. Uh, they helped us sort of pinpoint the issue and um i have to remember because i think it's something that i can do as well every tuesday and thursday to just make sure Mm. once the we publish it through the site to do a couple things and boom 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 it should get on itunes pretty quickly there paul and sander too behind the scenes underappreciated heroes here too so any love we can give them yes please Drew Hamilton says, does Rand Paul and Norman Osborne have the same hair? I did some research on this. <laughs> I don't know who Rand Paul Rand is Paul other is than a, he's a politician. He's a Republican presidential candidate. So I did some research on this because I wanted to have an answer because I happened to notice it when I was going through this doc the other uh-huh. day. Um, I'm going to say Rand Paul's is a little more puffy, okay. a little more of a perm, mm. uh, whereas Norman's is unnaturally stuck to his head. So good call. Would definitely, you know, could see him playing Norman Osborn, um, but he would have to cut his hair down a little bit. There. There you go. I put the work in, man. I put the work in this week. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, you want me to go back? I did like 25 from Kate Benegar. Fine. No, I got it. It's fine. Gareth Hatfield. Possibly the most emo panel I've read. Love this cable series, though. And I'm betting that Ben could name the pictured character. I'm looking at this correctly. This was the cable one that Dwayne Srozinski wrote because that looks like it's Paul Gulacy art. So I'm assuming that's Hope. Yeah, I assumed it was Hope yeah. as well. So it's... Um, but uh, that really is. The, the text says, the blast burns my face, but I don't care. At least it dries the tears. And then it's like half of her being overwhelmed by light. I don't know if that's so from the good. lens or from the thing or whatever, but yeah, it's very emo. Yeah. More from Gareth. Um, regarding my previous post about Next Wave, you're completely right. I'm not sure why... But I'd just like to know when certain series take place. This is about continuity. So I can put them in place on the Marvel timeline that's in my head. Unless it's directly tied to an event, I don't think about it when reading. I read Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee's Inhumans with no background knowledge. Apart from that, it was said to be good, and then it became one of my favorite series. Sorry for long tweets. No, that's great. It's a good that's, long tweet. No, it's good. It's not. I just think I don't want, I don't want anyone getting hung up on continuity yeah. in, in terms of whether or not they're going to We know. You ranted about this for like 10 minutes last week. We don't need this right. again. That's fine. All right. We're moving yeah. on. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's keep rolling. Oh, my gill. 
comes up again. He has been all, he's been off for a while. He says, mm. "I'm so behind on my podcast. I just heard your fallout of my no bone zone tweet." Oh, no. uh, it's uh, so hard. And he said, "And it's an invertebrates exit at the Florida Aquarium in Tampa." Hashtag yeah. no bone zone. Don't make that a hashtag. It's <laughs> yeah. a terrible hashtag. We need the bone zone. The yeah. bone zone is where action that's where happens. The a- that's where action happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Glenn Ewing says, wow, Agent M, uh, after reading Alias, this gave me goosebumps. And he points to the Jessica Jones mm, date announcement, announcement video. video. Yeah. I was driving with my wife the other day. And I was telling her, I was like, oh, Jessica Jones comes on in X amount of months. I was like, you can give that a shot with me. And she's like, yeah, I'll definitely watch at least the first episode. I want to see how it goes. So I tried to summarize. I was like, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be exactly like the comics. And she's like, what happens in the comic? Mm. I summarized Alias for her. And she's like 20 times more interested slash scared to watch this show now. Yeah. yeah, That's accurate. So I was like, she was like, you guys published this? I was like, yeah. (laughs) It was mature readers. But yeah. Yeah, we put that out. Yeah, we did. Yeah. HWU Haywood W, who I believe is going to be at our uh, live this weekend. He better Marvel. be. He's, he's, he said he's going to try to make it. Okay. I grew up on Secret Wars number one back in the 80s and had one of the toys also. Use the hashtag Horizon Labs, which are our buddies. Uh, last week, twin was Quake number one. That was a great one. Love how she's evolving more in the comics. Welcome back to this week in Marvel Podcast. That's to me. Uh, hope the Osborne Goblin serum is all out of you. I mean, we get tested, so it has to be. I wouldn't be allowed to come back to work. Uh, last week, Twim was Infinity Gauntlet 4 by Jerry Duggan and Dustin Weaver. Heroism and treachery rules. Uh, Want to make a note? Haywood hashtags Twim, which is fine because he also hashtags This uh, Week yes. in Marvel. But when you hashtag Twim... Uh, you hashtag just Twim. Right. That we're likely not going to find it. Right. Uh, because... There are several other things that use hashtag twim. There's like a This Week in Microbiology. Yeah, no, um, of course. That's what I was thinking of when we came up with it. Yeah, there's a band that is also TWIM stands for something. Huh. So there's a bunch of other things, and it's hard to uh, pull out stuff. So make sure you're using hashtag This Week in Marvel. I know it's long, but it's, it's we the only way to get to us. Yeah, specifically, we use it uh, to, to gather all this. And stuff. remember, if we're doing Unlimited Reading Club, to use hashtag T-W-I-M-U-R-C if you use This Week in Marvel we will not include your comments in the reading club yeah so it's all very confusing yeah. we know you love it yeah James Jackson says are there any plans to re-release any of the older Marvel novels most of the ones I see online are out of print I don't know no plans that I know of but I mean we've been we re-released like the original Secret Wars coloring book earlier this year so who knows yeah. right yeah anything um, can happen yeah so no plans that we know of but yeah no so, plans we know of but they could happen Jeremy Flores says, listening to James Ransone on This Week in Marvel, Ben is ta- with Ben, and they're I'm talking pretty about... pretty sure that was not me. Okay. It's probably Blake. Probably Blake. That's okay. Uh, talking about Kubrick, Todd Salons, Harmony Kareen, and T.I. West. Uh, the the def- fact that we talked about Harmony Kareen on one of these episodes... Pretty great. Yeah. I, and also why I'm pretty sure it's Blake. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can't see myself bringing any of those people up. We should do an episode on Gummo. Uh, Jeremy also says, listening to the Jack Kirby special, uh, talking about talking with Marvel historian Peter Sanderson. Great story on the legend. Thanks, Jeremy. Jim Radloff, great to see Cap's shield still adorning uh, Stephen Colbert's wall. I like that as well. I watched. Uh, I've only gotten to watch one of the episodes, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't notice. I didn't see where the shield was. I think it's above. Well, it was above the door at the. Yeah, yeah I remember where it used to be. I don't um, know where it is on the new. I don't know. It's there somewhere though. Yeah, I there's just, a great article in GQ about uh, Stephen Colbert 
um, which is really, really good. And I didn't realize like some of the stuff that he went through. You know where he lives? No. Town right next to me. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was five minutes away from me. Oh, why don't you go say hi to him? I watched. Have you ever? Uh, we were actually plotting to potentially um, on Halloween try to like me and my friends who's who uh, my goddaughter's their daughter. We talked about like we like if we can just find his house. This is the one night of the year. If we just put her in a costume, <laughs> we can pull this off. But TBD. I'll let you guys know how it goes. Great. Um, Johnny Vinyl, no talk about Marvel Collector's Core boxes. The last one had two exclusive pops of Miles Morales and Jane Foster Thor. Yeah, yeah we don't really talk about those. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Thank you for reminding us because uh, I get it, and I, but I've, it's like in my head I've known about what's going in them for so long, I forget. So, yes, when we get the next one, we'll talk we'll about talk it. talk about it. Uh, but it's great. Yeah, there's... Uh, Super fun. Super fun. Had some uh, cool Ant Man ones a little while ago. Yeah, but the, also the mo- most recent one had a great T-shirt in mm-hmm. it. Uh, it had a bunch of pins in it. It's got a comic. They've got comics and like all kinds of stuff. They really Funko is killing it with killing these it. Uh, boxes. I think they just started a Star Wars one too. Nice, which is pretty cool. Being Funko. Uh, Kieran Doherty says finally caught up on this week in Marvel. It's been a long road, especially with episode 200 mm-hmm. in there. How long was episode 200? Like seven hours oh, yeah. minimum. It's still going on. Yeah. Uh, I said, but yes, glad to be up to date. I'm glad to have you. Yes. Uh, was that it? From Okay, that was it from Kieran. Uh, Nerd Knight says, shout outs by Time Out New York for yes. Super Week events like Uptown Showdown at Symphony Space and This Week in Marvel. Very cool to be in Time Out New York. Yeah. Tony as we say here in New York oh, City. sorry. T-O-N-Y, Tony. This Tucker knows out in Jersey, we just call it Time Out New York. Yes. Ollie, PCE Deadmeat, says, that scene in Death of Wolverine when Nuke makes it to the beach. LOL. Oh, no, absolutely exceptional. I laughed. Which we got from the LOL. Yeah, the LOL tipped that off. Yes. And then he says, I like how Wolverine's body is modeled on Hugh Jackman in Death of Wolverine. Apart from Sam Jackson, who else had characters modeled on them? Uh, legally, no one. Yeah. They're not modeled on them. Yeah. Yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> Take a drink that was, yeah, just clear it there. Yeah. Clear the air. Uh, Ali says, um, the art commentary at end of Death of Wolverine really rams home how long it takes to draw those pages. What's an average production time? It's different for every artist. Yeah, every artist. Some artists take some days to do a page. Some artists will do multiple pages in one day. Yeah, and if you listen to the Jack Kirby episode, we were talking with Peter about how quickly yeah, he had Jack was working yep. and how many pages he was doing, like a day, a week. It was, and that's why there's only one Jack Kirby. Exactly. Uh, Ali says, uh, LOL, the This Week of Marvel interview with Len Wein. There are only two editors at a time, like the Sith, a master, and an apprentice. <laughs> Pretty sure, since he's talking about Death of Wolverine, he's talking about the uh, interview in the back, which was not by us. Oh, I yeah, I read it like it's, we had an interview. I was like, I was like, man, I am. T- I my think, memory is terrible. I think we he's did. just hashtagging, so we'd see it. Gotcha. It's just they put sense. the LOL in front, so right. it got confusing. So there's an interview with Len Wein yep. in the Death of Wolverine. Thank yep. you. Boom. Got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Ollie says. Wow, Kitty Pride messed up Deathstrike. She come, she came a long way. Who of the original mutants has changed the most? The original. So if we're going to original, let's say original five. I always go to you know Angel. I was saying Angel, Beast. Beast. Normally it was a human. I mean, all the original I mean, X Men have changed. They're all dead or messed up. I think I think Angel is always the guy I go to though. I mean, yeah, he's not even, he's not alive. To me, it was always Angel was the dude with. 
the wings, so it was kind of like a, he is alive right now. Is he? Yeah. Right. He but came he back and with the memory He's gone wipe. through so many things. He had, he's yeah. been Archangel. He had the memory wipe. He had all sure. this other stuff. So to me, he was always like, he was the guy with the wings. At some point, people decided, eh, wings isn't that cool of power. What can we do? And Let's ever, give him razor yeah, wings. Ever since, skin blue. Nice Miss McMahon there. Um, <laughs> ever since then, it's just been a roller coaster ride. Uh, and Ollie says, did not like the oh, end of Wolverine. Did not like the way he went out. But that last panel was phenomenal. And so concludes our months or a year late evaluation of uh, Death I of Wolverine. The, Thank I, you, Ollie. I really like the way that ended. Yeah. It was poetic. Rafe B, with TVOS, I hope Marvel's partners will adapt their iOS games to this new format. Playing them on TV would be awesome. And if we do, you'll be the first to know. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm uh, sure it's something we're looking into. If, if the games group is, is going to do it, they've been working on yeah. it and they know about it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. For Marvel Contest of Champions, a multiplayer mode on Apple TV would be excellent. That would be pretty cool. The eight apps Siri is suggesting for me. I may have a Marvel problem. Uh, four out of the eight are Marvel apps, which makes us very excited. I want to know what, what's this happy wig. Yeah, I know, right? There's it a looks like a little like, it, helmet and a mustache. Brett White's head. Yeah. <laughs> I immediately thought that was like a Brett White app for some right. reason, which I really need. Um, is Guardians of Nowhere the first Secret Wars book to end with a direct link to the main story? I think so. Mm. Where it actually said to be continued in the pages of Secret cool. Wars. So maybe we'll see more of that with some of the other books. Al Ewing write a, writing a French superhero in Contrast of Champions. you got to say this point. Sacre bleu. Yes. And he is. Yeah. There will be a French He's also writing American characters no, and space boo. characters. And he is a British man. <laughs> but, so doing but main, all the things. But mainly the French characters. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, Robert, RCS underscore T says, is there a good list of the all new, all different comics and their release dates? Uh, working on something along those lines. If you go to our hub page, I want to have something up and uh, it's taken a little while to put it together because we keep announcing new books, but hopefully in the near future we'll have one place where you can find all of that information. Right. Ref Gamlin says, as I catch up with This Week in Marvel Everyone's episodes. catching up. I know. What it's happened, right. guys? It's fine. Summer take a summer vacation. Vacations, Ugh. you know, everybody's getting back to We didn't get a school. vacation. No. I mean, I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ref Gillen says, as I catch up with This Week in Marvel, I reach the Jack Kirby special and I'm treated to the ever-wonderful Peter Sanderson. Yeah. A delight. Agreed, it's true. Rob. Uh, Peter Sanderson explains that Jack Kirby received death threats from German sympathizers yeah. when Captain America was created. Everyone who worked on uh, Captain America did. Yeah. It's crazy. And Rob says, that's sad enough. It's political. It's scary. But then look at the terrifying oh, abuse Dan yeah. Slot got for killing Spider-Man. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's a sorry state of affairs when you have abuse historically, and then similar stupid abuse just for storytelling. I may be just rambling at this point, he says. Peter's words make me think. Some people need a history lesson and perspective. Well put. Yeah. Very well put. Uh, also, trolls need to just stop. Just go away. Um, Santa Blue, Claremark, Rum Racket. Hey, this week in Marvel looks. This looks awesome. Can you tell me more about the book, writers, character, etc.? And she retweets uh, Kate Leth. Yep. Uh, who posts about Hellcat, uh, Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat. Mm-hmm. And I will direct you to the article we did. We talked to Kate and uh, Brittany, who's the artist on that, and uh, we have a full interview with them, so you can learn more about both of them, more about the book. It's all really cool. Yeah, Kate, um, up and coming. I mean, she's been doing this for a while, writing mm-hmm. and drawing comics. She's done some really cool stuff for a bunch of other companies. Uh, and um, I first found out about her on Tumblr, yeah. just from her art being spread around and really funny, really smart. 
uh, really cool stuff, and it's it's very exciting. Yeah. And um, another Britney's art is great on this. Yeah. It's really really cool. Very exciting. Uh, episode two hundred three. Wow, I love this. Didn't know it was Rhodey under the Iron Man mask. Cool. In case you missed an info, and that was for Secret Wars, which we said. Does anyone know that this is Rhodey? Yeah. So I'm glad Nobody. we we helped somebody. Yes. Uh, when I was talking about the Twim hashtag Twim. Uh, this one goes out to my friend Spencer Ackerman. Ah, yes. Uh, because he hashtag Twim, not This Week in Marvel, uh, but he posts a panel from uh, the Quake issue because he's a, a hardcore kid just like me. Nice, he nice. says, Rebirth of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent Pride, uh, you know, it might be a new direction. Those are all inside jokes if you like yeah. the New York hardcore, so, which I do, which so he glad does. We got to that. Yes. Yes. Super Movie Fan says, this week in Marvel podcast helped me get through my helps me get through my work day and introduced me to Marvel Unlimited. Thank you, Marvel. Thank you, Marvel. Thank us. Yeah. We do this. <laughs> yeah. Send us fried chicken. Yeah. I, I love, love some fried, fried chicken, chicken for lunch. So That'd be great. I got some pulled pork for lunch, so Ooh. it's gonna be pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, wrapping it up, we say the tech lord. Oh God. <laughs> says I'll get more this week in Marvel demerits, but here are ringtones of the laugh. And so he now. This is at L-E-X-P-E-N-D-R-A-G-O-N. If you want to download Strami's Laugh, there's two yep. files that you can download. They are magnificent. They're haunting. They're so Haunting good. is a good word for them. Perfect. All right. Guys, next week we're back with a Twim URC, yeah. the second part of Secret Wars, which we had a lot of fun discussing the first half, so yeah. we'll see how the second half goes. Totally. Uh, Tucker will be here with us. Tucker, you have to provided. read all of Secret Wars by next week. I'll start now. Yeah, it's only 12 issues. You yeah, it's only 12 it. issues. Oh, it's okay. also 12 mm. very dense issues. Very dense issues, yeah. a lot of dialogue. Yeah. yeah. Or catching up. Narration on, yeah. and other stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Full faith in you. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so how to feel? First episode in the can? Felt great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to be here. You didn't contribute much, though. Uh, thanks. <laughs> good, good. He's yeah. learning. Yeah, yeah. Quick learner. Correct answer. Yeah. Yes, it was great. All right, take us home, Ryan. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>